think when we got on the podium there that Deegan was going to say something about how that went, or... Uh, Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this he has a lot of problems. Struggle to be top five in points at the end of the season. Wow. Don't bleach your, but your hair, you're, you're a sellout. Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is episode number 242. We are back in studio here. We are going to wrap up all the action from high point we got a full pack show here um we have uh privateer hero and michigan native jace kessler coming on later to kind of talk about how his outdoor season has been going and then we've got our usual friend of the show kevin moran's gonna come on and uh kind of talk about his world supercross deal he's got going on here with the nils honda team i think it's time for me to go back to honda i've been saying that for a while well i'm just saying Kev's got some really cool parts for Hondas now. Oh, boy. I could use some really cool parts. Some unobtainium? Some unobtainium. I mean, did you did you watch his vlog? No. He's got forks and uh, shock with the cool coated oh, lowers. The, nit- the nitrate coating? Yes. Yeah. Which I did ask about when I got my stuff done, and they told me, eh, it wears off. So unless you're going to do it, redo it all the time, don't waste your money. Yeah, I mean, you know. It just looks cool. <sighs> so anyway, okay, uh, before we get started, let's thank um, our sponsors here. So first off, presenting sponsors. First up, Complete Racing Solutions. Check them out, completeracingsolutions.com. The mad scientist, Coach Rob, can scientifically help you both on and off the bike. Even if you don't ride moto, you're just trying to lose weight, get in shape, any of the above, do some maybe some marathons, some ultra marathons, some triathlons. He can help with all that. So again, make sure to check them out, completeracingsolutions.com. Also presenting the show, TLR Coatings, Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop. They do it all. If it's metal, we'll coat. Make sure to check them out, tlrcoatings.com, and on all the major social media networks, at TLR Coatings. And uh, check out all the Cerakote and custom powder coating they do. Also on board with us, Holster Co., Gutter Works, Adept Creative Co., and Isaac Nelson Designs. Do you have a rant? I don't think I have a rant this week. I checked my notes on the phone. Not really. I did with it being Father's Day. By the way, happy Father's Day to everybody here uh, who's out there, who's dad. Um, we'll have the Gutterworks bringing you our 450 Race Recap, our Deb Creative Co. 250 Race Recap, our Isaac Nelson Designs, Deegan Danger Zone segment, and uh, we'll see if we can figure out a rant here. So anyway, let's... Uh, oh, in studio with me here, Justin's back. Hey, bud. Hey. Would have been on the show last week, but like I said, I texted you that morning. I've been dealing with some uh, some sinus issues and some uh, some other stuff, and I didn't want to be coughing into the mic every two seconds. I told I, I told Ashley, I was like, he's trying to change his spots. Look at this. He's apologetic. He I told was. me what was going on. Well, I looked We're, at it, and I was like, I had been I'd been dealing with, like I said, the sinus stuff and allergies, which is not something that I'm used to. I'm not allergic to a lot of stuff outside of dust, which is also oddly weird for me. Um, and I've been dealing for a while, and I don't know if you can still kind of tell in my voice, like I'm just getting over it, but I'm sitting there going, I don't really want to be coughing into the mic, because first off, that's just not going to be a good show, and second off, like, it's I okay. I don't want to spit on everything. We held it down. So I'm but, good for 45 minutes of ranting by myself. I know. So, so all right, um, hold on a sec here. I know I got, I know I got some show notes, because I had a couple things from last week 
that I didn't get to use last week. Oh, and you know, yesterday was a pretty interesting day all around, I think. So, yes. Well, there's quite a bit of stuff to talk um, about. Okay. So a few things here. We'll start with this before we get into 450s. And this doesn't really apply here because of what happened last week. But I had who was the bigger title favorite, Prado or Hurlings? Obviously, <laughs> yeah, had some issues there. Yeah, your boy. That. Yeah, man, just stupid shit. Really weird too, because like he's that just, was super weird. He's crash. not, a, and, and we've talked about this before. He's not really a crasher within motos themselves. It's always like stupid stuff. So that was. Uh, but uh, the rumor going around is everybody goes like, "Yeah, he broke his back. He broke his neck." And then it was funny because like he was there was a picture of him in his garden like the day later, just kind of <laughs> hanging out. So he didn't break his neck or his back. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be back for. I think it's Indonesia. This next coming week or the week, week after? This, I think the f- next round is this weekend. Okay. So I think he's supposed to be there. So, yeah, he's probably out of the title hunt and probably at this point just going to try to win as much as possible. But kind of sucks. But, yeah, I, I think at this point Prado's probably got that title on lock, even though he's very much benefited from these extra 10 points in the qualifiers. Oh, yeah. He just rips whole shots and gaps. Yep. Um. Okay. The, the next thing I had here is for the 250 class. I'll just – throw this out there even though it's it's pretty much null and void anymore who's a bigger title threat cooper or deegan obviously we all know what's happening there so i would have said cooper well, up until yeah yesterday. well well we'll get to that when we talk 250s um colin park's gonna arrive for the png wsx team so i thought that was an interesting yeah, 450 of, right i think so yeah that was um remember, though. that was interesting or that is very interesting um because he was supposed to race outdoors yeah um, well and then obviously the phoenix yeah. team is not you know um i don't know i mean cool for him i don't really know how well he's gonna do whether he'd be riding the 450 or the 250 but i mean good deal for him it is still weird to think that he's not riding outdoors though. yeah um and then the last thing i had you see uh forkner's training with rhino i did see that or hear about it i didn't see it i hear i heard about it i yeah. watched one of the all fun vlogs yesterday um they were working at the turn track that uh, which i was like this is great i mean look dude rhino could definitely help him with his technique and how he goes about approaching things what he's doing it might um hey man it might be beneficial for him because everybody's always kind of said if fortner can find somebody that can set him on the right path we all know the kid's got the talent to win all Mm -hmm. the time if he wants to so who knows and you know they're still saying that he might come back for the last couple outdoors so if he comes back and all of a sudden he starts winning you know we'll see well, he was on a small turn track. Well, and he was also at Paula riding the vet track a while ago yeah. when he started riding. So he's kind of easing back into it, which is smart. I mean, he had a pretty devastating injury. He's, to riding, start his he's year. riding four days a week right now. Yeah. So, I mean, look, dude. My thing is, though, is like, okay, if they film that vlog, and I think they only do it every Friday. So if it came out Friday, and so that was last week. So it's like, well, if you're up to riding four days a week, like how many more weeks are you going to go here before you come back? Like, I understand you haven't really been riding, but it's outdoors and it's kind of like you can ride yourself back into shape at outdoors because you need to race. I will assume he's either going to come back for Washougal or he'll be back for the last three. If I were to, if I were to bet money, I, I can almost guarantee he'll be back for, for Unadilla Buds and Ironman. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we need look, dude. Fucking even now in the two fifties, everybody's dropping like flies. So we we need we need some more guys to come back at this point. Yeah, it was good for the first two rounds. Yet here we are. Well, Hammaker's coming back for Redbud, so that'll be uh, an injection of some more talent. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, there's a you know normally it's always the four fifty class, but now it's now it's the two fifty class, and yeah, I think that has um, I think that has something to be said where uh, we're getting to the point that like we need to. We need to start changing some things about how we're how we're going about these guys going about their careers. 
Because now it seems to be an issue that everybody just is getting hurt all the time, and I think these dudes are just getting worn out. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Um, all right, let's jump in here. 450 Race Recap brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Gutterworks, always well hung, just like Justin Parsha. Make sure to check them out. Link in the description down below. Thanks to Josh and Kayla. We'll see you guys at Red Button in two weeks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all right, so 450s here. Interesting day. We are eight for eight. With adversity yesterday. With adversity yesterday. So I had I actually had this question for you last week, and then you weren't here. So last week he goes out first moto, and he wins by, like, what, 24 seconds? Something like that. Yeah, it was, it was something. Which, the way the track was, I mean, it's kind of, even though the track was a lot um, a lot deeper, it was kind of like a, a Paula situation. Like, you had to be very precise to go yeah. out and ride that track. So, so he wins by 24, the first moto. Yeah. Second moto wins by, like, 11 or 12, something but it was like raining, so it got real greasy. Mm -hmm. Now, yesterday we see him. Chinking the armor a little bit. Yeah. <sighs> Chink in the arm a little bit. That's what you're gonna call that? Yeah, yeah, totally. I said in the text that I wouldn't. I could. Hey, I was impressed yesterday. He went through some adversity, persevered, but you can't look at the glaring fact that he and everybody struggled. So it's not just a jet thing. Yeah, that track was fucked yesterday. It was from Jump Street. But when I turned thing, on though. practice and it was mud, I was like, oh god. And see, I was I was gone all day Friday and Saturday, and I wasn't in town, so like I didn't even get to watch anything. Where'd you go? You didn't tell me you left. I was in. I was just in Jackson. Doing what? That's not for podcast. There was. Oh, well, I'll tell you sometime. Does it, have something, does it have something to do with upside down pineapples? No, but it has to deal with I was. Hang, never mind. We'll talk so about So upside down pineapples. No, not upside down pineapples. Um, no. So everybody was struggling, so it wasn't just a jet thing, but you also can't look at the fact that, and like I said, everybody else was having, everybody else was struggling all day. Jet didn't look great. I mean, even even Ricky said, like, hey, this is the most that I've seen Jet make this many mistakes. Like, he went down. We have yet to see him do that on a 450. Apparently, he crashed, like, four times in practice. Yeah, yeah he did. So, like, yeah. you can't sit there and go that the there tip, The tip-overs in practice, though, were not something that I went, oh, God, like, what are we doing? Because but it it's was also such a shit show. But it's I know something that Jet doesn't do, it. though. Yes. It's, it's kind of like the moron that said a couple weeks ago when I made a comment about Jet after Hangtown. Like, oh, making mistakes, and they're like, well, it wasn't making mistakes, just the way the track is. When you're somebody like Jet and as talented as smooth he is, when it's something that's outside of the norm, it's a mistake. That's the definition of mistake. Yeah. Jet doesn't make those kind of mistakes, so when it happens, it's a mistake. It was It was So, different. like, and the yes. way he went down, he knifed the front, and hey, like, Hunter had his same issues, and they have similar riding styles, and we saw what happened to Cooper and RJ, so on and so forth. So I think there was a little bit of the – it's kind of like Unadilla last year. Like, I think Jet yesterday – he persevered. I'm very impressed. Uh, the fact that he went through that, he was able to pull it back in, calm himself down, didn't override the bike, which he has done in the past sometimes on the 250 when he gets into trouble. But there was a little bit of the chink in the armor, and he was making mistakes that, once again, were uncharacteristic. And I think yesterday, you've seen the first time, it wasn't 100%, but he was pushing. Like, he was pushing because... There were moments yesterday where you could tell that he was dropping his lap time and then Kenny mirrored it a little bit and he had to drop it down and ultimately like second moto, like I think his fastest lap was like a second faster than Kenny's fastest lap or whoever had this I don't know, maybe it was Dylan or whatever. But uh look, man, when you when you make those mistakes and Jet doesn't normally make those kind of mistakes, it it's a chink in the armor because it's something that's not normal for him. I mean, for fuck's sake. Even the fact that he didn't get the whole shot, and he'd gotten every whole shot pretty much to that point, it kind of shows you going in that, like, you could tell he was thinking a little bit, like, hey, 
I'm riding a little bit harder than I thought I would have to to beat Kenny, which... Did you listen to his interview, though, after the no, like, uh, his podium interview? No. They made a fork change, and it took him half that half that second moto to figure it out he's he said he wrote he said the first half of the moto he's like dude it wasn't and that's I, fine I though but also like that's not an excuse because ken roxon like should have never been as close as he was to jet at all yesterday i mean ken roxon had four days on an outdoor track on yeah. a fork and a shock that he had not getting used to so like i don't care like it, it's like you don't think okay so it's just you don't think tomac let's say for some reason his injury heals up he comes back like tomac's not supposed to be that close to him no no you shouldn't be that close to him like, we've seen what happens when Tomac comes back after injuries. It takes him a while, dude. The last time he got injured in Supercross, what was it, 2018? Do you think Chase is going to be close to him when he comes back? It depends on how much time Chase is out on a bike. Kenny wasn't riding outdoors up until last week. Yeah. Like, he even said that. And but, he also said, and I don't know if you saw this, he did an interview with Michael Lindsay. He had two days on that fork and shot yeah, I know. So, like, look, man, I, I'm giving Jet all the roses and the flowers for the way he rode yesterday. He persevered. I'm not bagging on Jet. But yesterday, he should have been able to gap Kenny, and Kenny should have. Whether you're trying or not, Jet trying at 85%, Kenny should have never been that close to him. What did he win the first moto by? Because I fell asleep. I, wa- well, I watched half of it. Well, remember, though, and- Kenny, Kenny went down. Yeah, I know. So, like, when Kenny passed him when, after Jet, and then when Ke- Jet passed him back, Kenny, like, Kenny was in with, like, 1.5 seconds before he went down. So, I don't know. I Look, I... I watched, so like I said, the first moto I kind of dozed off through, um, watched most of it, and then obviously watched the highlights a couple different times of it. But the second moto I watched, and... And he caught Kenny, but Kenny didn't drop him, though. To go go from 11 seconds down to he won by, what, eight or something? So that's a 20-second swing in 15 minutes. But Kenny also is not... He's not riding outdoors. Like, you can yeah, tell he wasn't. So, like, I get what you're trying to say, and I don't necessarily disagree with it, but you also have to take off the, the jet hat and put on the objective hat, or the, yeah, the objective hat, and look at it and go, he should have beat Kenny by more. Like, you, it doesn't matter how talented Kenny is. Kenny literally made a phone call to Larry Brooks on a Sunday or Saturday at Thunder Valley, like, hey, man, I want to go ride outdoors. Yeah. Rides the bike for two days on an outdoor track, maybe three. Probably hadn't rode a 35-minute moto in who knows how long because he had been hurt after Supercross, and he's keeping Jet. And it, it doesn't matter that Jet maybe wasn't a trying fully. I guess. I don't know. I, I think, uh, was it Ricky said it yesterday on the broadcast or something? I mean, he was. He said, he's like, dude, look, Jet doesn't go out there to dominate like we did. He's like, he goes out there and he does what he has to do to win. No, but you also can't say that Jet wasn't trying yesterday because Jet made mistakes. That So that, <laughs> yeah, that do, only happens from... I do feel from, like he was trying a little bit that more only that happens second happens from moto, trying like, harder than you normally would. Like, you don't just make those kind of mistakes when you're Jet Lawrence without riding past what you're normally comfortable with. So that's why I say it's not a big chink. I'm not claiming that all of a sudden, oh, my God, like Jet Lawrence is going to lose the title. But it's kind of what I said last year at Unadilla. It's a chink because he made mistakes yesterday, and everybody else did too, But it, so it wasn't just him. But he made a mistake yesterday that he normally doesn't make. And the fact that he passed Kenny and Kenny straight up passed him back when Jet didn't make a mistake, like when's the last time you've seen that? Like it hasn't happened all year since he's been on the 450. So I'm just saying that that proves to me that if Chase and Eli would have been there, they would have been giving him everything he can handle, and they would be beating him. Because, like I said, Kenny – should have never been that close to him. Like, Ricky also made the comment that, or no, I think Weege brought it up, and uh, Ricky basically expanded on it. Maybe Jet doesn't care about it, but you also have to think, like, hey, Jet wants to go out and beat everybody. Like, he wants to beat Chase. 
He's already beaten Dylan. He's already beaten Coop. He's already beaten Aaron. He hasn't raced Eli yet, and unfortunately, he's probably not going to get a chance to. He hadn't raced Kenny yet. He's going to race beat Kenny next year going into the Supercross. Like, you want to prove to all these dudes that you can beat him. Mm-hmm. And I know that Kenny hasn't ridden outdoors. Like, he hadn't been training, but still, you don't think in Jet's mind that he wants to go prove a point. They're like, hey, I can beat all you dudes. Yeah. So you can't sit there and go, if he's knowing how Kenny is, the sprint speed that he has, or like JT likes to say, fast twitch. He wasn't thinking, oh, I, I, I got to beat this dude. Like, he didn't just walk away from it the whole entire day. Like, Kenny was there and at every point yesterday until yeah. the end of that second moto. Once again, you don't know if it was cardio, doesn't know, whatever. So, no. All the flowers to Jet, he he impressed the hell out of me yesterday more than he has up until this point. Because the other, I mean, the second the second moto, Paul, with Chase, that was impressive. But I also think we've talked about this, the way the track was, it really fit Jet's style. Yesterday, I was more impressed with Jet than I had been in the previous six motos. But that proves to me that if Chase and Eli would were there, that they'd be beating him, giving him everything he can handle, and then some. Because going in yesterday, there was no point in me thinking Kenny was going to be that close. I honestly thought that Kenny would have got dropped by like 30 seconds. So I'm like, why would Kenny be that close? Like, dude, we saw what he did last year. There were times where he was great. And then there were other times last year where he was non, a non-fucking, like he wasn't even a threat last year. When he rode outdoors. I guess, but we always see Ken come in really good at the beginning of seasons. But on a Suzuki, on a bike that he hasn't ridden and not riding outdoors, like, dude, I don't care how talented you are. Like, you, at some point, talent doesn't matter when you've not ridden outdoor. Like, who knows the last time Kenny's even ridden an outdoor track up until this week? Yeah, I don't know. I Look, I, I thought between the winning, how he did the week before there at Thunder Valley, which was dominating more or less. But he dominated everybody. That's the thing, though. He dominated the people he's already been racing like he yeah, normally yeah. did. But that's what I'm saying. He, well, But Kenny, so wasn't, but so Kenny we, hasn't been there. So we talked about it the week before of you being like, well, oh, hang he's, down, yeah. yeah, he's not he's not dominant like like Chad or like uh, Ricky, Ricky and James, and, yeah. and James were. Mm-hmm. And so I had actually come in with the question last week of like, okay, is this starting to change your mind? Because he's won, he won yeah. by 24 and then won by, you know, seven or eight in the in the slick rain. Mm-hmm. And then now that looking at this of like, okay, he's he's obviously struggling the first half of the moto figures out how to ride the bike and then comes back from 11 seconds down and but the first be- motor though he didn't make a fork change because yeah the first motor the no. bike was the same so no it, so yeah. we're, we're, see, that's what i'm saying though i think with jet you have to look at it on a week-by-week basis because this is new for him this isn't an established 450 guy yet even though he's jet lawrence so i think for your rookie year you have to look at a week-by-week basis what is he doing because it's a new thing every week with him every week is a new challenge because he hasn't ridden these tracks and everybody's be like, well, this is no, it's not. Every one of these tracks he's ridden 10 times over, but he's not ridden them on a 450. Yeah. So it's a new thing every week. So, yes, last week was dominant. Yesterday was not dominant, and he raced a guy that was not supposed to ride outdoors. Yeah. Like, fucking on a whim. No, no, he was going to race outdoors. Well, yeah, whatever. Well, and and I also outdoors. don't believe that we're going to see him again this year. Because, you don't think so? No, because World Supercross starts in two weeks. Yeah, but but and there's there's, a, only, so what's it? there's only one, isn't there, that oh, crosses over, and it's the Redbud one. No, July 22nd is the second round. Oh, okay. So, so you two. may you yeah. may see him at Unadilla. I would say I, it wouldn't surprise me to see Kenny. But again. we're not going to see him at Southwick. No. Why no, would you come not, back and no, do that to no, yourself? No, no, yeah. no, no. We're You're not going to we're not going to see him at a lot of these. You might see him at Unadilla because he likes to track, and yeah. I think it lines up. 
So maybe you see him at another one, but at like this talk of, well, we'll see. No, dude, you're going to see probably one more. And if it's going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to be Unadilla because we all know that you fucking ripped there. Yeah. Like I said, all the credit to Jet. He impressed me more yesterday for the resilience and he persevered through his issues. But I'm just saying there's a small like there's a small thing there that shows me that if Chase and Eli were there, or even just Chase. Jet wouldn't be dominating. The fact that he dominated everybody else, that was normal. He'd been dominating them. I will laugh when we get to the end of his career and he just does this his whole career of like he wins, but not by a lot. He just manages leads. And I'll go, you remember back in his rookie year when he was winning by like five to ten seconds? You were like, oh, man, this guy is fucking dominant. Now he's got however 18 fucking titles. Well, he's, he's never going to he's never wins. he's never going to be Ricky Carmichael, though. That's the thing. He's never going to be Ricky. He's never going to be the GOAT because I've said this before. It's about competition. And everybody, and I saw the one comment that somebody made. They were like, well, who did Stu and Chad race? That's not the point. Ricky was racing them, so that that invalidates the fact of who everybody else they were racing. Like K-Dub, Ferry, Ivan Tedesco, all these people that they were racing have all the same credentials that all these other people like AP, like Dylan, like Cooper Webb, all of them. They've all champions this and that. It's the fact that Chase is not racing a guy like a James Stewart, like a Chad Reed. So that's why I'm saying that even if Jet somehow does match those accomplishments, but even, even at 19, like it's going to be rough. It's going to be hard to do at 19. Because he's a, he's he's gonna have to start like he's already doing it right now, but he's gonna have to go on an insane win streak to match. Like you got to think, Ricky Carmichael has over 150 wins. He's got 15 titles. He has two undefeated seasons. I don't know how like his most wins ever in Supercross because we all know for him. But my point is is that even if he does go out and dominate, the best I can ever give Jet is the second best of all time because he's never raced a guy like Stu. He would have to race Eli, and we know that's not going to happen because that would be the closest thing you could find to an accomplished guy like a Chad Reed or a James Stewart. Yeah. And we all know that, let's be real, Eli Tomac's career is probably over with. So even if he races Chase for the next however many years, Chase is not as accomplished as James Stewart or, or Chad. So, like, it's not it's, it's unfair to Jet. It's, it, that's not his fault. That's not his fault at all. It's just you have to you have to look at the facts and go – Jet will never race a guy that is like a James Stewart or a Chad Reed. So that's why, in all respect to Ricky, as much as I don't like Ricky, Jet will never be the GOAT, in my opinion. You can't reach it. It really just depends. I mean, you got to figure, we got 10 years. But do you see a who? who, But who's going to be a guy, though, that's ever going to match James Stewart and Chad? Well, I'm not saying, but I'm not saying that. Like, I'm not saying we'll see that because. As of right now, we're not like there isn't anybody in the pipeline I see like that. So no. you're gonna, so you have, in my opinion, you have people that are uh, can match like a Reed style, yeah, because you got Webb's two time champion, but he doesn't Sexton's, have two outdoor, but he doesn't have an outdoor Sexton's one though. one, yeah, no, no, he doesn't. Um, but you got that kind of stuff, but then, uh, but then. You just got to look at... And Hunter, let's be real, even if somehow he goes and gets really good on a 450, which he's gonna. Yeah. He's, he's too old at the, this point, the way The way I'm looking at it is that, like, the only way you're able to put him in that conversation is if he, I mean, just dominates the record books as far as race wins goes. I mean, you even have to look at the fact, take out Stu, you have to look at the fact of even, like, what does he have to do to be RV? He's got to win four straight Supercross championships mm-hmm. and two outdoor championships in the process. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if you, like, take out Ricky for the fact, because that's a long way down the road. Like, he's got to even do a lot to pass RV's records. Yeah. So, like. We're just getting started It's here. not fair to Jet. 
But I'm sorry, I will argue this, and I think the problem is, is that a lot of people that are Jet fans, and I'm not including you in this because you have an understanding of it, but a lot of these Jet fans weren't around for Ricky's days. Jet just can't ever be Ricky because Jet will never race a guy the competition that Ricky raced. That and that, like I said, it's not fair to Jet. He has nothing. He can't control that. But it's just you. You have to look at facts and. He's just he's never gonna race a guy that is as dominant as what Stu did or what Chad did and so on and so forth. So, you know, and like I said, he's gotta do a lot to even get to R V status. And that's a long ways away. Cause when R V was winning those four supercross championships, he was winning twelve, thirteen races like so. We'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, we the Not funny thing is, do is it. the funny thing is, is we're talking about this and we're like, he's nineteen. Well, I mean, Stu went went in a four fifty at really young too. So yeah, like, but I'm just saying. So did RV. So it's like the whole nineteen thing. That's eh, that's is what it is. Like when you're as good as Jet, that doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah. So, know, so, but but what I'm saying is, we have a long ways to go. Yeah, you do. So, and we still don't have any idea what it's like for him to race a whole entire season against a healthy Chase Sexton. Yeah. So like we haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Stu Stu was the one that pointed out last week, like his inner like. Jet's interview on the podium last week at Thunder Valley, and Stu went, "Uh oh, like, did you hear that?" No, dude. I mean, he gave that interview, and literally, as soon as they gave that interview, like Stu and uh, and Weech came back on, and James goes, "Uh oh, these boys are all screwed," and Weech is like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "That interview he just gave is the same style interview he gave on the podium in the 250 class when he didn't give a shit because he had everybody covered." He's like, if his mindset just changed, like I think it just did, he knows he's got everybody covered. They're all screwed. Because I think yesterday they, they won't be was, able to touch it. I think yesterday was a little bit of an eye opener for him, though. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll no, see. And, and it's, I, we'll just, see. It's one of those things where they could, like, the track was just a fight for everybody, you know. And it doesn't surprise me that Kenny came out and did what he did yesterday. To me it does. It really does. I don't care how talented Kenny is. Like at some point, that doesn't it wasn't, matter anymore. It wasn't fucking hot. It was super technical because of it being so deep and all that stuff. Like that was that track was purebred made for Kenny. Well, purebred made for Kenny. It's for Jet too, though. It was. It was, and that's why. Like watching him, dude. Just watching him as calm as he is. Like you don't you don't see that. He's riding his fifth year four fifty. In the first season, yeah, as as calm and relaxed as he is, because even as much as he was pushing it there to try to catch Kenny, dude, you couldn't tell. Well, that's just style, though. I know, but Marcel I'm just, did the same I'm, kind I'm of just shit. saying it's it's like it's, it's impressive to watch. It, it's very impressive, but it's once it, we just we had it's not like we haven't seen that type of shit before. Yeah, Porcel would do the same thing back in the day. I'd yeah. watch Porcel at, at nationals, and you'd watch him and be like, "Well, that's like sixth or seventh fastest," and then he go out to be one point five seconds faster yeah. in practice. Well, that when you're that when you're that talented and you're that smooth, it's always going to look that way. So it's always hard to yeah, differentiate between what's pushing and what's not. Everybody knew that Porcel was not great, like jet is so well nah. porcel also has two out uh, he has two 250 championships he has supercross championships like he was good he's not jet but he wasn't a slouch so I, like i mean yeah i didn't say he was a slouch but he's not jet there was no there but was, he has was a, not, he's just as smooth as jet was there was not hype of like oh this guy is the next fucking goat like, no but my, that's not my point my point is is the technique he's <laughs> yeah. just as smooth as jet was yeah if you ever watch porcel he i don't know i came shit. in at the tail end of porcel so like i just giving jet credit not knocking him, but yesterday I think he had a realization that he can't just lay up all the time and win, 
And I think that if we do see Chase, which we probably won't, but if we do, I just don't think it's going to be that easy. And and the fact that he beat everybody else by the way he did wasn't impressive because he's been doing that. So why would I be impressed by something he's already been doing? Mm-hmm. It's the fact of what he did with Kenny yesterday. I just I I just don't think Kenny should have been that close. I just don't. I, I don't believe he should have been that close for a guy that hadn't ridden in how long. I just I don't think he should have been within two seconds ever. Jet should have been able to drop him just like he did everybody else. Well, Kenny goes seven two for second, and which the seven is weird... was and the seven was yeah. misleading. It should have been two two. Yeah, and that was purely based on non electric start. <laughs> yeah, well, and also on a camber and a rut, and, yeah. you know, whatever. But I mean, hey, great ride for Kenny. That good was for super him. good for him coming you know, off the couch. So. And it'd be really interesting to see had he rode outdoors. But I mean, you know, that's just what Kenny kind of does sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's impressive. He's we we know how good he is when he when he wants to be, but. I mean, we'll see him probably one more time this year outdoors and, you know. Yeah. So I don't – as cool as it was to see him, I don't really care about it because he's not going to ride outdoors but one more time this year. Gave us something to talk about yeah, this for weekend. Sure. So uh, AC goes 4-4 four, four for third. So he was uh, he was way more impressive yesterday than what he's been. So hopefully the arm's getting better. I like how now, though, that we have went from never talking about his injury to now all of a sudden it's brought up at least once every broadcast. That's all we talk about. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It just shows how stupid shit is in the sport sometimes. Yeah, well, we'll see. I definitely, though, uh, I think it was Ricky. They're like, oh, when he was catching Kenny, like, oh, is he is he going to is he gonna make something happen? And I'm like, we'll give it a few laps and yeah, we'll see if he's... Yeah, and he did fade at the end there. Yeah, and so. I'm like, you know, I just, I mean, hey, it's progression for AC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's definitely better than almost getting beat by Grant Harlan. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dylan goes 6-3. Caught Kenny that second moto. Yep. I don't know where the hell that came from. Cause your, like, your boy is on a real weird season here. Yeah, and I still don't believe that he's 100% yet. Like, he's even said it. The team said it. That bike is still... And now it's the second time that uh, that the, the best... The greatest of all time, you had Stu say it, and then he had Ricky say it. They're like, that bike is way too low in the rear. Yeah. And that is something that you don't want. And Ricky, you know, he's the way this was a big talking point and it happened at Thunder Valley with Stu and Ty Masterpool. But for somebody like Dylan that doesn't steer with the rear, like I just don't understand. And maybe they're trying to counteract the weight of that that Yamaha in the front. Um, I think they need to make a bike change. Like cause that, Probably. Because he can say all he wants that the bike's handling good. You can clearly tell that that bike is not. No. It's not. So I don't know if Dylan's just trying to not get on his team's bad side, but but yeah, that that second moto, like at the charge at the end, I'm like watching the live timing, I'm like, fuck like he's catching Kenny. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's a timing glitch. And then he comes around and it's like two seconds. I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. So um <clears throat> I think that's something to build for him that he caught Kenny. Uh I know he had to have been putting in some really good lap times at the end of that moto. Um I think that just means he's progressing and I still believe that um this week's gonna be good for him to have two weeks off. So I think he comes out swinging at Redbud. I don't know what that looks like, but it's progression because Thunder Valley, he was really good, but just a lot of stupid mistakes. Yesterday, I think, is the best he's ridden all year so far because mm-hmm. even the first moto like wasn't an indicator of how well he was riding because he got a terrible start, worked his way through. But yeah, the second moto um, was a little bit more Dylan-esque to make that charge at the end of that moto like he did. So He's on Struggle Street here, though, man. Oh, this yeah. has not been a good year for him. No, and once and and we said this like if he's a hundred percent, he'll be fine. If he's not, it's going to be up and down, and he's not a hundred percent. Yep, you know. Um, all right, so Cooper Webb goes three six for fifth. Okay, <laughs> I don't have. I mean, there wasn't. We didn't get to see much of it. There wasn't anything. He's 
he still doesn't think he's 100%. And I think he still kind of believes that when he does get to that point, he's going to be able to challenge Jet. I don't know why I'd believe that. I don't think that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's the only one who thinks that. But, okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, Coop, man. Like, I mean, I, I don't... I don't know. He's out there getting points. He's leading. He's leading the super motocross points. Yeah, who gives a shit? Um, yeah, I, I still. <laughs> yeah, who gives a shit? yeah, I still. I still believe that if you would have, if you had the, if you had Chase in there, if you had Eli, if you had Barsha, if you had Ando, oh, Christian yeah. Craig, like Coop would be just like probably an, an eight to ten guy. Yep. Um, so March Banks goes two eight. Very impressive. Very impressive. Both motos, actually. Got starts, which is something he doesn't fucking do. No, no. Um, and then I felt bad for him the second moto because he was up there, and then he pulled into the pits because he had a phantom bog, is yeah, what they said. Yeah, I heard that. He had a nice little battle with Jet there for a minute. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's just like, why the fuck was he on a 250 for the first two rounds? Because club wants to make that 250 deal a, a deal. Uh, whatever. So, I mean, dude, they, I don't know, they were good in Supercross. That should have been good enough for them. The outdoor bike was shit. Well, yeah, I mean, J-Mart proved that. J-Mart was not pumped Yeah, and March Banks, like, we've said this from the beginning. Why the fuck is he on a, why was he on a 250 and. He lost 15 pounds. I don't believe that he wanted to ever be on that bike. After the way he rode last year on that 450, there's no point of, there's no part of me that believes that shit. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there. Maybe they're, maybe they're trying to. Lou in a new um, uh, manufacturer, too. I mean, maybe. I don't know who they're trying to go with, but maybe they're trying to go with um, that route. I will say this, though, that um, outside of Dylan, um, if March Banks keeps that confidence up, fucking AP and Cooper are going to have to really start worrying about him because he was yeah. impressive yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if Dylan is on the trajectory that I think he's on, that he, that's different. But everybody else, like Cooper, AC... Webb or Cooper, AC and AP, dude. If March Banks rides like that for the rest of the year, like he's going to be the third best guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, good for club, you know. But it kind of shows you that they fucking kicked themselves in the ass of not having on a four fifty right away. Basically, because he, I think he'd be probably floating around like third in the points right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Time Masterpool goes five seven for seventh. I mean. So it wasn't Thunder Valley good. No, so which we all kind of expected. So here's the thing, and and I would have brought this up if I'd have been on for the Thunder Valley show. So we all knew this was going to be the summer of privateers. We were going to see a mm-hmm. lot of people that you wouldn't normally see. You know, you'd be hearing a lot of names that you probably have never heard of. Well, yeah, it, like the average fan would have never heard of. You know, Jerry Robin had a good start to the season. Grant Harlan's been really good. Ty mm-hmm. Masterpool has just fucking shot everybody in the arm. Shot talented the kid is. Ty Masterpool does this stuff. Everybody yeah. well, got real, everybody, everybody got real hyped about this last week, and I just kind of was like, you know, that was great, but like, this is this is what he does. He's not a guy. He'll come out. He'll come out. Oh, he's gonna be really good at Redbud. Oh, he's me. gonna be real he's, good at fucking Redbud. He's he's. I was actually hoping his day was gonna go a little worse yesterday, so I could get him at Redbud. Like I'm here to tell you, not not uh whatever. Like but, I'm here yeah. to tell you, if he rips the whole shot at Redbud and oh, just he's, leads for like 20 minutes, yep, I'm gonna look at you and go, yep, that doesn't fucking surprise me. That's time master. Like cool. he is gonna be on one at Redbud, like real fucking on one. He ain't gonna beat Jet, but I'm here to tell you, if that kid rips a whole shot, he's gonna make Jet's day a lot harder than Jet thought it was gonna mm-hmm. be because that fucking kid is good at Redbud. Yeah. So um, and it's gonna be interesting to watch him in practice too. Mm-hmm. Um, but where I was going with, and this is actually a question for you. 
with that, all that being said, you know, Jeremy Hand, you know, I seen that he was there yesterday. I know he's at Thunder Valley, you know, all these other privateers. We don't know what it would look like had um, everybody been there. And I mean, by the rest of the fucking factory group, you know, I think Time Masterable would still be doing this. Grant Harlan would be up there. But some of these other guys like Jerry Robin, probably not so much, you know, Lucurcio, Boutron, whatever. But does this kind of what I've always been harping on that? It's gotten to the point that a lot of these factory dudes are so solely focused on Supercross. I think we finally got to the point, at least stateside, that outdoors, that the privateers outdoors at least, have finally, because they pay more attention to outdoors. Oh, I went on a rant about this last week. They're catching up to some of these. Fa- because I fully believe Barsha, no, no, Barsha, I think Barsha right now would be the second best guy if he was there. If he was a healthy Barsha with the way he rode in Supercross. Yeah. But like a Jason Anderson, like a Christian Craig. Like I mean, a Malcolm Grant Stewart. Harlan's battling with these guys. And Ty Masterpool is beating these guys. The, I went on a rant about this last week of like... The, the, They're it's catching so ri- up. It's so ridiculous that we don't have separate contracts for the indoors and the outdoors. They're catching but, up to these factory guys, at least on the outdoor side of things. And that really shows that like... Like, tell me how much it costs to have two more guys on payroll who are outdoor specialists. Well, wasn't it, isn't it Stu that said this at Thunder Valley? He goes, yeah, if everybody was there, this still would be happening because it's not like AC wouldn't be beating a lot of those factory dudes. Yeah. It's not like AP wouldn't be beating a lot mm-hmm. of these factory dudes. So I think we've finally gotten to the point that, like, outdoors, it doesn't really matter what your bike's like. You're on a factory team anymore. It yeah. just shows that these privateers are getting to the point that they're just as good as the rest yep. of these factory dudes. And I... I think that's fucking ridiculous. Like it's it's it. I'm so pumped for these dudes, but it's fucking ridiculous that we've gotten to the point that like the privateers are beating these factory dudes, and they're just beating them outright because mm-hmm. they're faster than them. So, it, I get it. Some of these factory dudes don't really care about outdoors. It's about Supercross, but still, man, you shouldn't be getting beat by a kid that's basically on a stock 450. You just shouldn't. You shouldn't. You mm-hmm. should not. It, and honestly, you probably should look yourself in the mirror and be a little ashamed of yourself. You're on a fucking bike that costs $60,000 more. You get to ride and train anytime you want to and not have to worry about a damn thing. And you're getting beat by kids that probably are riding one day a week. There and are lucky there to even make there it There isn't time for them to do that, okay? They're, they got to focus on Supercross until two weeks before. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, now we got to do outdoors. And you can't put them on an outdoor, like a true outdoor setup because you do that. And they're gonna freak out because it's so soft. Yeah. So you just can't do it. There needs to there needs to be a separation. And this is one of those things I think going into the future here, you're gonna to start to see this. So I think as this world supercross builds here and guys start getting incentivized to go over there. So now you're just riding supercross and supercross, but they still wanna have these dudes for the super motocross. Well, all of a sudden you're gonna see and again, this is my TLR tinfoil hat here. Um, you're going to see like, okay, now we're going to have motocross specialists, but you can't have Grant Harlan come in ride for factory Yamaha and score 50 fucking points a weekend. Cause he's winning and then fucking put, you know, 400 extra points on the board above these factory guys that race supercross to then come in and do the super motocross thing and have your champion from supercross be 19th in points. Yeah. You just can't do it. So what they're going to have to do is instead of paying points per moto, they're going to have to score the motos and then just pay single race points. Otherwise, this is going to get way out of control, which it already has. Yeah. I mean, you look at someone like like Kev, who's coming up here, who went to got him what 15 out of 17 mains or something, something like that. with a with a high finish of seventh and fucking he's in 20th mm-hmm. 
Because why? Because these and who guys, knows if like somebody like Starling is even going to make yeah the whole thing. Well, and even Harlan, like okay, Harlan's been killing it, but now he's got to go away and do the World Supercross thing. So like, what happens? You know, it's just it's like it doesn't work. But like they're not thinking when they did it, they didn't think about it. And I heard this on Pulp, and I laughed about it. Because they were like, look, everybody, all these guys think there's these grand conspiracies or whatever. When in reality, it's just no one knows what they're doing. Which I'm like, okay, well, that that explains a lot, too. Because, I mean, it does. Look at this. We come up with this half-baked super motocross idea, okay? Which is fine, cool, no problem. You want to have a few race playoff run at the end and pay these guys a whole bunch of money. I'm totally cool with that. Mm -hmm. But you don't flush out the rules before you do it. You're just like, oh, we're going to do it. And then it's like, uh, and like, don't get me wrong. You can do that with things. I do it all the time. Okay. It's like, I'll book a job and figure out how the hell I'm going to handle it after that. But I'm not in the public spotlight and I don't have people. You're also not making millions and millions of dollars. I was going to say, I don't have people relying on me. Like guys aren't coming in going, okay, how do I qualify for this? And you don't have a fucking clue. I mean, dude, they already fucking had to go back and figure out what they were going to do with the West Coast Supercross because they had because they had nine rounds compared to eight for what's it called. Yeah. And I still don't know how the hell they handled that, but apparently it's handled now. So it's like you're going to – what's going to have to happen is they're going to – Outdoors is going to have to go to paying 26 points total for the win, not 50. They're going to have to pay 26 just like a Supercross round. Otherwise, this isn't going to work because you're going to get a bunch of dudes that are going to get screwed out here of this of this smx of these smx rounds because they were either because they didn't want to go spend money to ride outdoors or they were getting paid to go ride the wsx stuff and couldn't ride the out like you're gonna have to do that like i'll be interested to talk to kevin be like dude are you going to do any outdoors because honestly you should have been riding these first four here to get as many points as he could as long as he was riding and like go from there because now he's in trouble of like being in the top 30 essentially well and this also too is something that we always talk about like it just it just shows how ridiculous it is that and, you know kind of what you said about the like people getting help from some of these teams that some of the guys in the privateers at least in the 450 class because you know there's so many there's so many more 250 teams you know um some of these guys like a kev like if a justin starling you know um i can't really think of some of the other guys that were in that range for Supercross, because most of them are either going to be riding World Supercross or already are riding outdoors. The fact that they're not getting help to go ride out. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that Grant Harlan's on the Man Luck team and all that shit, but it just shows how ridiculous it is that guys that are getting top 20 in Supercross can't figure out a way to make it to outdoors. Yeah. Like, it's got to get to the point that if you're doing well enough, you should be getting help to go to outdoors because it still looks really fucking stupid when a guy like Kev, whose best finish is a seventh, whether it was in the mud or not, was basically a perennial fifteen top fifteen guy towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Can't find support to go ride outdoors. You're never gonna be able to bill that this is the premier series when half of your ten to twenty guys, ten to twentieth place guys in the four fifties can't even fucking show up for both series. Mm-hmm. Like why? Because, I understand why, why because Starlin, they don't get paid enough. And, yeah, and I, and that's my point. That is the, what's the ridiculous part mm-hmm. of it. I understand why some of these guys don't want to ride outdoors. It's Starling's going to fucking Brazil to ride. And that's the thing is, you're never going to be able to tell me that it's the Premier Series, and like Ricky said a few times yesterday on the broadcast, which is whatever, Like um, that a guy who at the end of Supercross was basically an 8-12 to 12 guy, mm-hmm. can't figure out a way to make it outdoors, 
you have to have all your guys that are top guys riding both fucking series. Mm-hmm. And and I've said this before. I understand why some of the guys don't want to ride outdoors. But it's like, dude, suck it up. You're a fucking professional athlete. You get paid millions of dollars to ride a goddamn dirt bike for mm-hmm. a living. You know how much all of us would I fucking love to be saying, yeah, we got to struggle to ride a dirt bike for a living. Like, sack up. Shut up. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm sick and tired of everybody, like, bitching. Oh, my God, my career would be longer if I just, look, I get it. The money thing is the biggest thing. You're a professional athlete. Suck it up. Like, you get paid a lot of money to ride a dirt bike for a living. You could be playing, you could be fucking doing construction for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to hear. I don't, I feel bad for the privateers that aren't getting paid money, but I don't feel bad for the factory guys that whine and moan that they don't want to ride outdoors. Like, get over it, dude. If just, you're making 300K a year. You're doing just fine. Yeah. Sack up, ride outdoors. Oh, my God. It's a little hard to get a fucking hangnail. It's 95 degrees out. Everybody before you did it. The greatest of all time did it. The second best of all time. The third. They mm-hmm. all did it. So quit crying about it. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm at the point that I'm sick and tired of hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, there's no budget for it. They're going to have, they need to, they need to go and through And that's what's wrong with our sport. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Well, but in today's day and age, they're just, the infrastructure at these tracks, like, these facilities should be built out much like a NASCAR facility. Like if you're going to do like number one, and I've talked about this before, the series should not be 11 or 12 rounds long. There's zero reason for us to go to Paula Hangtown, Okay. But that again, needs a whole lot of work. And then the rest of these facilities too, they all need a whole lot of work. These should be literally world-class racing. There are facilities. some tracks that they're only because they've been there for a long time. They keep going back. Like, yeah, I'll say this. Be- like, say what you want. I think it's ridiculous that Glen Helen is not on the series because Glen Helen has been there for so long. Yeah. You know, you got places like Southwick, Redbud, Millville, Washougal, Unadilla, you know, Bud's Creek. Iron Man's debatable. I wish we could have gone back to Steel City, but that's a different th- or just get to the point. They're like, hey, we're just going to go here twice in two weeks. We're going to fucking go to Redbud. We're going to do Redbud two times a year or. Yeah, but but this is that's not what I'm saying. The the problem you run into with outdoors as to why this isn't a thing is because track locations and infrastructure. If you had, if we went to Redbud and there was infrastructure like there is at Daytona, okay, so there's suites, there is, um, uh, you know, there's there's paved parking, there's bathroom facilities, there's Wi-Fi everywhere. Like, if you had all of that going on, good cell service, all, all of this going on, all of a sudden, it's a lot more doable for people to drive out to the middle of nowhere to, to do that. But then it's not but, really outdoors anymore, though. But when you don't have... But but that's what I'm saying. Like people, You'd have to have an injection of money, and that's a fail on our promoters, to yeah. not getting bringing in bigger sponsorship. Yeah, but, th- but I'm telling you, this is, this, is what, this is what drags down these these facilities in the outdoor series 100 percent. i mean think about it when you go to unadilla you fly in somewhere I mean, I, yeah and, and then you got to drive what two hours to the track uh, and there isn't there yeah. isn't infrastructure around the track like there isn't hotels and no, shit Unadilla's around the, of the track nowhere, bro trust me i got the, lost when i drove yeah there. like like that's way 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 in the middle of nowhere so now you gotta drive way, way, way if in the you middle didn't know of nowhere. If there was a track there, like you'd be driving by and you'd pass it. Yeah, and then and then on top of that, then you get there and and there is an infrastructure. There's not bathroom facilities. There's not fucking Wi-Fi. The there's not are, cell service. The pits are all gravel. Pits and are like, all gravel yeah, and stuff. Like all of all of this is what stacks up to make this not a thing. Because I, and I mean they've talked about it. They've been talking about it recently on Pulp too. Okay, wash base. All right, like GPS. Yeah. Because let's face it, you walk through the pits and they just wash the bikes wherever. 
okay, great, cool. Except for now, it's a mud ba- mud mess. I mean, Lewis Phillips is over here going, what the fuck is happening? As he's walking through in his Jordans, and he's like, where do I even walk because of this mess? Because he doesn't have that in the GPs. So what I'm saying is, if we want the core thing of the outdoor series to grow and flourish here, okay, then you're going to have to dump money into the facilities or get the get the track people to dump money into the facilities, which you're going to have a hard time doing with some of these that aren't making money. Like no, you, you have know. to have an injection of yeah, money you're going to have to have an injection or whatever, and like get stuff put together and make it a facility, not just a dirt track in the middle of nowhere. Which is why I laugh because people always like to talk shit about the way the GPs are, and yeah, there's some places like we tried with Aston. That was fucking stupid. The GPs, are, the GPs are a whole different thing because their their financial situation's a whole other thing. Well, yeah, there's getting... no main sponsors or whatever. But the funny thing is, is that we talk about this, but the way they run their series, not the money part, the way the facilities are structured. Well, no, but the, but the money part's so different because they're well, yeah. get, they're pulling in money from literally governments yeah. to have the races at play. I mean, look at that. Well, what was it the second round or the third round this year where it was on that island in Italy? Oh, yeah. Which everybody's like, yeah, this is a great practice track. And if you watch the race, you're like, there's five fucking people here. How are they having a GP Well, and here? it's also like when you're going to the Indonesia round coming up and shit. Like, yeah. Dude. Like, that's sponsored by Indonesian government and crazy for travel. Too. And they've talked about this when, the, like, some of the top guys, like, were, are, like, when they're trying to get to wherever they're staying. Yeah. They get mauled by fans because of, like, how mm-hmm. such a big deal it is for them to have something like that there. Yeah. So my point with that is, is, like, not the money part, but everybody likes to joke on, like, how the GPs and some of these places. But it's like, dude, the money's a big thing, but the facilities, some of them are shit just because they're in very small countries. Like, dude, when you go to Aguadia, which is like the uh, the Argentina round, mm-hmm. where it's in the hills and the dirt, like that river, like, dude, that is some of the, or any time they go to the Switzerland rounds, or when they were just in, um, what the hell was it? Uh, oh, fuck, I forgot the name of it. But like when they're in the mountains and stuff, and mm-hmm. you look up, like, dude, that is, it's 10 times better than what we have over here. Picturesque, and it's awesome, but again, too, they are on the same, they're on the same path of like, you, you're going to have, you need to... Well, theirs doesn't qualify for that because they don't have to um because they don't have to make money off fans. Yeah, and they've stuff. they've they, proven that they yeah. can have five people at their races and yeah, they're still and they so don't like care. So they, the so GPs they, are never so they don't have away. to do that. But over here with the way that e- economics work over here, they're gonna have to infuse money and make these tracks worth going to. And otherwise, it's a fail on the promoters' part, yeah. but that's their job to do that. Otherwise, like, otherwise, I think we continue to see this decline of stuff because it's like. Dude, but I will say though, the super motocross thing though, it's we're still. You're still going to see the top talent there. You're just not going to see a lot of other people there because it's going to get to the point that like privateers just aren't going to be able to go. I'm interested with the super motocross thing to see what happens year two. Well, and we're going to see. Gonna... You know, it's it's like the WSX thing. Like, what's really going to happen oh, there? Yeah. Because yes, there's money right now. Is that going to continue? Or so I'm interested. Let's get through these 450s here though because we got Kev coming up. Um, so AP goes eight five for eighth, and his bad luck streak just continues like can't stay on two wheels like just i the second he's the second fastest dude in the series at this point and he he can't do it yeah um we're gonna see what happens when we go now with red bud coming up and then you're gonna go to the wick you're gonna start going to some of the little more fast-paced tracks if that's gonna help him and i think that he kind of what we've been talking about with everybody else like i think his, his chassis setup's a little bit off for right now mm-hmm. and um we'll see where he can go to some of these other Start breathing a little bit more instead of having to be in a little bit 
Because, like, dude, the first four rounds, you had to have been so technical. Yeah. And obviously, AP, is, he's a technical guy, but I think some of his crashes have just been based on him him, him maybe not connecting the track that well and just mm-hmm. kind of putting himself in bad situations. So um, it wouldn't shock me if we get to Red Bud and, like, he has his best ride. Yeah. Um, Grant Harlan goes 11-9 for ninth. That's okay. Uh, Derek Drake goes 9-12 for 10th. All right. Uh, Romaine Pope goes 10-13 for 11th. That's how you say his name, by the way. Pope. Hmm. Interesting. Learned that last week. Uh, Frederick Noren goes 14-10 for 12. I honestly thought he'd be a lot better. He's not happy. Wow. And I don't know if it's the bike or what, but he's not pumped at where he's been hey, finishing. Hey, man, you could still be on that Mad Parts team. Yeah. So, um, whatever. Let's see here. Uh, oh, speaking of teams, did you hear Butler Brothers is back? Yeah, they've been going with, uh, they were with Caden Amarine and. Um, yeah, Caden Amarine already quit that team. Oh, I know. And who was the other one? Um, I don't remember. There was another four. Oh, Tristan Lane. Tristan Lane. Yeah, and he's not even, he wasn't there this weekend either. It was Tristan Lane, you're right, because they were on couch. No, maybe Lane quit the team and Amarine didn't. I don't think either of them were there. It's interesting already. Well, if right? they're not on the results, they weren't there because yeah. they would have qualified. Yeah. Um. So Lorenzo Lacrucio goes uh le- or thirteen eleven for thirteen. I 13th. think that team, him and Boutron, are going to be out of the series here pretty quickly because they don't have the money to keep going. Wildcat Racing. Well, they're a GP team. There's some announcements coming. Oh, really? That have to do with a with a Schmeef Schmathis. <laughs> Whatever. Look, the money they need to go isn't a whole lot. I thought about sponsoring the team too. That was the biggest thing. Wildcat racing. Wow. I mean, it's a GP team. Catch so. the fever. Whatever. They want to keep going, but they're just out of money. Well, and I mean, they've done well. I mean, yesterday was a little bit of a struggle bus for the them. Last they did well. They haven't been great for them. Uh, Curcio was good at Thunder Valley, yeah, but it wasn't but as good as the first two rounds. Well, and also, too, Boutron, he's never raced in America, so I don't really expect him to. He's 45 years old. I mean, yeah, there's a lot going for him here. Yeah, he's been um, pro since like the mid 2000s. Jeremy Hand, 15 14 for 14th. Um. He's going to be good now that we're on the East Coast. So Phil Nicoletti, 12-21 for 15th. Barely made it in. How many pissed off Phil things do you think happened yesterday? I can't wait to Probably hear Probably the whole it. day. He probably just wasn't pumped to even just ride that track. No. Uh, Brandon Ray, 18-16 for 16th. Max Miller, 22-15 for 17. Caden Amarine, so, okay. he was there. So it was then it was tri- had to have been Tristan Lane. Yeah, quit Tristan quit already. Uh, 16-40 for 18th. Jerry Robin goes DNF 17 for 19. A little bit more like Jerry Robin. Yep. And uh, Trevor Schmidt goes 17-22 for 20th. Um, let's see here. Meshi had a rough day. Uh, Prebula goes 19-36 for 23, so which is even, strange because his bike was on was blowing up. He's even lucky to even be riding. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Who else we got? Jeff Walker, 28-30 for 32. Barely made it in. Jace Kessler, who's coming up here, goes 30-32 for 34th overall. Unfortunately, didn't notice much of Jace yesterday. Yep. And uh, that's pretty... Meshi had a rough day, too. Yes. Where is he at on here? Meshi goes 31-25 for 29th. Yeah. So, So, all right. That's been your 450 Race Recap, brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Make sure to check them out. Gutterworks. Gutters. Always well hung. Just like Justin Barsha. Speaking of one last thing on Barsha, did you see that uh, he re Yeah, fucked, Fuck. bro. Jesus, dude. He might, we, might not, we might not see him at all out this outdoors. Maybe not. I we don't might, know. We might not see him yeah. until World Supercross. Yeah, he's, uh, you mean until SMX stuff? Well, oh, sorry, sorry. SMX, whatever. God, Fucking all these get stupid your, names. Get your shit right. Whatever, man. All these stupid fucking names. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
unbelievable. I don't even care anymore, dude. It's all fucking dumb. The names are stupid. The promoters are fucking morons. Told you I was in the mood today. You all right over there? Like, I'm good. You no. seem you seem upset. So no, I'm just whatever. Um. Okay. I don't want to get started on two fifties yet because, like I said, Kev's supposed to come. No, on there's here. a there's a lot to dive into with the two fifties. So um, yeah, two fifty class should be interesting here. Um, let's see. Who's um? Uh, Man, there was something I just thought about that I was going to ask you about. Now I can't freaking remember. Um. I think we're going to find out here soon um, if it's still a thing that some GP guys are coming over for Southwick. I have heard that that's a thing. Yeah. Names haven't really been released, but there's a lot of guys that are wanting to come over. Uh, let's see and surprisingly, here. usually it's only 450 guys. There's some 250 guys that are trying to, whether it happens, who knows. Um, it would be interesting, though, if we saw the Coonan brothers come over. With uh, Yeah. Tell you what, Lucas Coonan would, um, I'd like to see him come over a little bit early before 2025 dude him god dude he had such bad luck in the oh last round my too. god dude yarding everts y- and just bike just fucking goes yeah just let's go and that whole <sighs> oh he was standing there just screaming hey at man the here, here's the thing i love kai to wolf but lucas coonan has proved the last couple weekends that he's the fastest dude in that class when he gets a start percent and he's 16 100 dude lucas myrtle just just keeps, just keep just, signing him because he's uh dude Sasha's got some work to do, but he's been hurt. But Lucas, like, Lu- Myrtle had hit the gold mine with that one. Because I'll tell you what, I think he's going to come over and he's going to be aces real quick. Like, he's he's got oh, that. Oh, boy, sw- here we go. Here we go. Let's just start this. So, so this is like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, who was the kid there? Uh, Tom. Tom Vial? No. Who was the other Covington? one? Covington? Yes. Covington and Lucas Coonan aren't the same people. Oh, Lucas Coonan's 16. Bro, you're, you're fired up about him, so that means they're the same people here. Did Jet Lawrence and Hunter Lawrence not have the same hype when they came over and they were nobodies? You get you get real pumped. You did not say nothing about Jet. You were... You I were, talked about Hunter. You were gargling. You were gargling. I got to ask you a question. I got to ask you a question. You gargled Hunter I got to ask you a question. Was I wrong? Oh, boy. Was I wrong about him? He came around, but it took years did it? Did Jet have the hype when he came over? No. Oh uh, man, no. You no. And Lucas Kunin doesn't have any hype. He has hype over there. He's not hyped over here. So I'm saying that Lucas, when he comes over, I don't think everybody knows that he's co- like I think us in the know do, but I don't think everybody knows. Nobody knew Jet coming. was coming over here. Jet wasn't supposed to come over here. Jet, yeah, no, Jet didn't have hype. And that's, and that's Jet what I mean. Didn't have hype coming over. Jet was everybody a was just nobody. Like, everybody was just like, well, Hunter's brother's also coming. So yeah. So my point is, is that. It's not the same thing as Thomas Covington. Thomas Covington was older. He had already raced. He'd lived here in America. Lucas has got that same little bit of, oh, I'm like a hunter jet because I had a really good early EMX career. I was good on the 250. I had a decent, some decent rides in the MX2, and he's going to come over young enough where he can still earn Supercross. He's going to be 18 when he comes over here and learns mm-hmm. to ride Supercross. So him and his brother, like they're – they're mirroring a lot of what Jed and Hunter did when they come over. They're going to come over until 25, right? Yeah, 2025, because yeah. they want another year, because I think a lot of people think that Lucas is probably going to win the MX2 title Oh, no, the, te- the team made that happen, because the team said, look, you can have him, but we get two years with him, because wow. we're not going to develop him here over the next year and then send him oh, off yeah. without reaping him. any of these benefits. I don't blame him. But so. my point was is, is they're just – they're – kind of on the same track of and who knows sasha might actually end up being like jet because sasha's like the slower one out of the two Mm -hmm. and lucas gets all the hype so i'm just i'm letting everybody know ahead of time 
if they do D come over, which they are, this could be a little bit of a jet hunter thing where they just kind of come in, slowly build, and in the next couple of years, they like all of a sudden just they're winning championships all the time because hmm. they have that little bit of a feel to it. So, all right, because they they it. weren't they were not supposed to be this good already. Yeah, they, and nobody thought obviously fucking Jet and Hunter grew up racing in Australia. Mm-hmm. So like they weren't supposed to be this good. So there's just a lot of similarities. Except the only difference is is that Lucas is not that much. They're him and him and Sasha are the same age, whereas Hunter is obviously three years older. Yeah, or no, four years older now. So who you got winning that MX2 title over there? That fucking thing's up in the air because Garrett's is too fucked up. Kaida Wolf is riding with a broken ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably it's either going to be a Dymo or um, Benestant because hmm. I think Kaida Wolf's ankle is he's going to keep trying to ride and Garrett's is going to come back, but he's too far down. Langenfelder's out. It's probably going to be either a Dymo or uh, Benestant, and it, I would probably lean towards Benestant. And Prado just runs away with that. What's it called? Right? Well, yeah, because he keeps getting starts in the qualifiers and banking 10 points all the time, but then he gets to the motos, and freaking Hurlings was either whooping his ass or Fevra's faster than him, or, you know, Ruben Fernandez has beat him. Like, dude, Prado is finally doing what Prado should have been doing years ago when he moved to the 450 class, but he's also definitely – this whole qualifying thing has definitely gone in his direction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Renault has been out for a while now. Sewer's finally kind of getting his shit together. But, yeah, it's definitely going to be Prado. He's too far up. Hmm. He's way too far up, which, I mean, I'm happy for the kid. Like, he should have been winning titles years ago when he moved up. But I just don't like the fact that he's only winning because he keeps winning these qualifiers. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't won a second moto at all this year. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't even know if he's gotten but one overall yet. It's just because he's either won the qualifier or won the first moto and then got stomped the second moto. Yeah, we'll see. Don't get me wrong. He's good. He's clearly good. Like, he's he's very, very good. But I just I, I don't like that he's going to win the title on the count of that he – the changes. They give out too many points for those. It should be it should be like 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yeah, exactly. Like 10, 9, 10. 8. It's, it's too much. Yeah, it's, it's way too, too much. much. But maybe they'll adjust it. So I'll tell you what. We're just going to do 250s here until Kev texts me because he's – I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, all right. So uh, 250 race recap brought to you by our friends at Adept Creative Co. Make sure to check them out for all of your motorcycle, dirt bike graphics needs. Get it done. I got to get some of those coming. Our buddy over there, Eric Grondahl. Is he racing Redbud? No. Oh. Big mountain bike guy now. Told me he's only rode like five times this year. Is he going to ride any national this year? No. Not even Southwick? No. Really? I hit him up and asked. Oh, no. Weird. Big mountain bike guy is what he told me. Well, I mean, you know, whatever. Good for him. So, okay. uh, yeah. Got to do know. something, man. That was interesting. Gotta I was like, something. huh, okay. Well, you know, Sweet. less chance of getting hurt, so. All right. So, Hunter Lawrence goes <laughs> 3-1. That he's pretty much done all year. For first overall and got penalized. Yeah, I seen that. Still ended up getting the overall. Did, did you got docked what five points? Uh, seven. Seven. Did you hear? Did you hear what his response was? No. They got in the press conference. They go. So, what do you think about the? Uh, what do you think about the penalty? It sucks. <laughs> when, so I don't remember this, and maybe the I camera. Don't know. What the I fuck did, was that? I haven't seen Clearly it. Clearly, the camera. Know. I don't think I, the camera didn't catch it. Yeah, I don't know. So, so jumping on the red cross flag. Seven. They say points. it was the first or second moto. I don't remember. Okay, I didn't because I, I saw that this morning when I got on the internet. When I got on, um, when I got on this morning, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, and then um, actually, I just saw this here. So Justin Cooper goes down in qualifying. There yep. doesn't ride. Um, <sighs> Such a bummer. My chest and neck got crushed by the handlebars, and my throat was starting to close up. And the yeah, Alpine Stars right medical, yeah, medical unit, 
and I was immediately transported to the nearest hospital. I spent the night there. I'm headed back to Florida now to start my recovery. Uh, on his, just so you see this here, private jet, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we thinking? He's going to be back at Redbud? Probably oh, not. Oh, man, back. look at his throat there. Yeah, dude, I took a handlebar literally right to it. Wow. Um, wow. I think he took it dead center. And I didn't think it looked that bad. Yeah, man, that's across like the throat and yeah. the chest. There. That's um, gnarly, dude. I bet he doesn't come back at Redbud then. No, no, because he's probably I, gonna have breathing issues for a while, dude. I bet we don't see him. <sighs> such a bummer. So, because that two fifty cloud, like that, he was the only person that was making it. Here's what. Here's what I got to, to get to. It. Here's he what there. I got to say to this. This is a perfect example of a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. The two in the bush being that motocross title that he had to go train for, and this is what he signed for, and the bird in the hand being that he should have just kept pressing to ride 450 Supercross because he rides 450 Supercross, sweet. He's good. He's definitely getting some some decent deals sent his way for next year. Now, I think he still ends up on that Star 450 I ride. Think I just so think his money too. goes down a little bit. Dude, here is the super interesting thing about all of this with the Star situation. Tomac has the option to come back. He's not coming back. We all know maybe, that. maybe not. That's a that's up in the air. I'm going 50-50 on that, okay? Right now, I'm going 50-50. We'll see. Webb is supposedly going there. Which okay. I think that that's... So there's two big money guys. Dylan's, I think, gone. I don't know where Dylan's I've going. I've heard he's still talking to them. I think he goes to gas gas. I don't know. I've I don't heard, know either. I'm just, I haven't heard anything about him outside of staying at Star. I think that whole deal's getting a little sour. Which is interesting. It is interesting. And now you're bumping Cooper there. So you're gonna go run four four fifty guys? You're gonna be the two fifty you're gonna be the two fifty style team of the four fifties? I think you're I, st- I still think it ultimately comes down to you only end up having two four fifty guys. I think it ends up being Webb and Coop. Jay Coop. Dude, I'll tell you what though. I I, I don't think Tomac's coming back. And I just don't think Dylan's going to be on that team. I think that it's gone sour. Don't know why. Is that Kev? No, it's Jace. Oh, what's up? He wants to come on right now. Oh, all right. Well, then we'll pause the 250 race recap Yeah, because we got a lot to talk about with that whole thing. So, All right. Let's plug this in here. <sighs> Let's FaceTime audio him here. Bro, you just text me. If you don't pick up this fucking phone, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. He's not picking up the phone. I'm going to fucking... I'm going to lose my shit. Hey, how's it going? Yo, Jace Kessler. Welcome to the Moto Aftermath Show, bud. How are you tonight? Uh, Not too bad. Thanks for having me on. No problem, bud. We appreciate you coming on here. Uh... Great, uh, great start to the season here, man. You have been, uh, you've been doing pretty well here. So, I mean, Fox Raceway twenty first, Hangtown eighteenth, Thunder Valley. We don't, we just won't talk about that. And obviously, yesterday there was some things. Uh, but man, just like walk us through yesterday there at High Point, like how that was for you. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday was tough. <laughs> it was tough for sure, man. The track was brutal. It was. Yeah, it was it was muddy and it was treacherous for sure. Them ruts were crazy, and you know, the track was weird too because it was like super sloppy on top, and then the bases was just super hard. So it, you know, it made it difficult to ride too for sure. And I've I've kind of always struggled in that a little bit more. So 
you know, it was tough. And, you know, honestly, it would have been a pretty decent day. I, you know, I qualified pretty well, actually. Um, I, I think I was P20 overall going into the motos, which was good for me because I'm not typically a qualifier. Usually I don't qualify the best. It's hard for me to run those those one lap. So um, started off pretty good. And then uh, first moto had, you know, had, had a couple of issues, really. First moto I went down guy fell right in front of me and was trying to avoid him and i ended up washing my front end out and this was going up the face of uh of one of the jumps coming uh, out of the corners and my bike ended up sliding down the hill and got caught up in the banners and stuff so first moto i was like dead last and like on like the fifth or sixth lap and i think the next dude in front of me was like 20 or 30 seconds up so it was really hard to make you know much of a comeback on that and you know it was just a struggle it seemed like all day it was hard to find a flow i wasn't riding you know the, the greatest but uh it's uh you know it's you live and learn it's it's you know what happens you know you're gonna have those rounds that aren't the best but um yeah just a couple of issues in there really i will not lie to you that track looked like ass yesterday so honestly it wasn't honestly it wasn't even fun to ride it was just so gnarly man it's brutal like and i feel like they could have did a uh definitely a hell of a lot better on the on the track prep because i mean after qualifying i feel like if they would have went through there and you know, retilled up the track. I think it would have been, you know, pretty damn good. But uh, you know, they, you know, I get it. You know, they got to keep it, you know, gnarly and and you know, for us. But I feel like the dirt itself would have been honestly pretty good if they would have went through and redid everything. Yeah. Um, now your deal here for this year, you're basically doing this all yourself out of a out of a pickup truck, essentially, aren't you? It's just you and a buddy just kind of driving around doing these rounds. <laughs> yeah that's the thing we took my uh for the first three at least we were out of my pickup um yeah just me and my buddy he's not he's not even a real mechanic but um he's pretty much my best friend and he's helping me out for these rounds and um you know on, on the full tour with me so yeah we took the pickup out west and uh and now back east we have uh we have my box sand back for those so that's a little bit better but yeah pretty much just running my own program and uh you know making it happen <laughs> Are you getting are you getting flashbacks? What was it? 20, 2021. 2021 vibes here when you were doing it yourself oh, out of the oh, box, yeah, man. Sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially especially, you know, the first two rounds were, were honestly amazing to, to start off. Those were those were really good. And then these last two, uh, you know, I've just been a little tough. Colorado wasn't even, you know, necessarily me. I just had a you know, multiple bike problems. First moto my brake got wrapped around my foot peg and second moto my bike blew up so just you know a couple problems there and then you know high point wasn't the best yesterday but paula and hangtown were, were great to start off you know so i was getting more of those vibes and you know just need to keep that up especially hangtown was was amazing being up in that top 10 again running for you know quite a while and honestly i think i could have kept it there for a top 10 finish that first moto i ended up going down at uh i think right at halfway and yeah, kind of took the steam out of it, but um, you know, just it, we've we've had some good and some bad. You know, it's got to you know get a little bit more consistent and and kind of lessen these little problems we're having. But but I, you know, honestly, it's been a solid start to the season. But I feel like now we're coming into tracks though that you're say. way more comfortable, way more familiar with here. Getting back towards this East Coast dirt here. Lucky for you, you got two weeks off, and then you go to a track that you could ride with your eyes closed. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I'm looking forward to it, man. And that's the thing. Them West Coast tracks are tough, and and even you know, you high say point is shit. more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they they are shit. <laughs> they're they're bad. It's man, they're they're just it's a totally different type of riding. You know, they develop so much different than over here. And you know, I'm you know I'm you know being from Michigan, I'm so used to riding sand and you know loamy tracks that are good. And 
and and all that type of stuff so it's you know going over there where it's hard and you know really holy and you know those kickers and, and edges it's it's tough it's it's tough for sure but you know i'm i was actually proud i adapted to it the way i did and uh, for never really riding those tracks out there so it wasn't too bad I was going to say, so do you think for the next uh, three rounds, you know, Red Bud, the Wick, and then going to Millville, having that softer, that softer deep base, do you, uh, you think you're going to put it in the top 10? Yeah, you know, that's my goal. That's honestly, that's my, been my goal every weekend. I've, I've been, you know, my speed is, is there. I've been a guy that's for sure in within the top 15 speed and I, Hangtown definitely was, you know, I, I, I could have snagged the top 10 right, right there for sure. So, you know, that's my goal. I know I can do it. You, man, it's, it's all about putting yourself in the right spot, too. These starts are so crucial. And, you know, obviously I'm not quite fast enough to be able to come from way back up into there. So it's, you know, if, when I start up front and, and I can be right in that mix, you know, it makes it a lot easier to, to be able to run that pace and, and be up there. So, you know, it's just kind of put yourself in a good spot, you know, click off those starts. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to these tracks coming up. Red Bud obviously is hometown race and um you know it's always usually pretty pretty good so i'm really looking forward to that and then uh you know southwood for sure I, you know I'm a, I'm a fan guy so i i love i love that fan there now are you um are you doing like you did in 21 are you basically practicing out like martin and that kind of stuff up here or are, do you have somewhere else that you're practicing this summer no pretty much um you know be practicing at martin and you know kind of anywhere that's running around home um i have a few private tracks i ride as well so kind of just doing that honestly i haven't even rode in michigan yet this year i uh before the season there's only two weeks after i didn't do the very last round of supercross so there's only two weeks to get ready you know for outdoors so i just stayed in florida um down there at dreamland with with Rensland. so i just i did two weeks there just to really get right in some heat and then uh went home three days later left for out west and uh been out there the last few weeks and then yeah got back from out west colorado colorado last monday evening and then left thursday to high point so it's been go 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 it's definitely been a busy four weeks so i really haven't had the chance to ride even back home but you know now now that we're back here and uh you know stuff should be getting a little less chaotic you know i'm looking forward to riding around here and, and hitting some of the tracks here for sure okay yeah so one thing i want to ask you about here um i know we've talked about it kind of uh off the record when we've been when we've seen each other at the races or whatever i want to talk about your wrist injury because i don't feel like a lot of people really know the whole kind of in-depth thing because the wrist surgery you had was like proprietary like they'd never really done anything like that before correct yeah yeah no for sure it was it's been it's been a tough deal um it definitely was a no joke injury and yeah a lot of people really really don't know the extent of it you know they might just hear oh yeah broken wrist or, or whatever but yeah it was the extent of it was was pretty bad and i had i had previous complications with it from a few i broke it two other times uh before this last time here and um I had a, a deformity actually. It's so like my, the bone on the, on the outside of your wrist, it was almost like crooked. So that bone protruded out really far and, you know, gave me a lot of motion problems and a lot of issues kind of ever since, ever since then. And I, I've tried to get it fixed and, and I've seen many, many doctors, you know, a lot, lots of times. And, you know, they all said it was something possible and, and this and that. And, you know, after that supercross last year, when I, when I rebroke it, um, I went up there to Vail 
to uh, Dr. Viola and, and their team was, was amazing in helping me out getting, you know, getting that fixed. And yeah, he, he did a surgery that, you know, he, he's a world-class doctor, you know, works with Olympic athletes and, and all these, all these things, you know, has super high credentials and, and he had never even seen something like that and, uh, didn't even, you know, we kind of had to make up a plan for, for what had happened. And, you know, throughout last year I had three surgeries on it and, they were they were pretty gnarly ones. I had to have my arm lengthened and bone graft put in my my wrist. I have an inch and a half of bone graft in there, and so yeah, it was a it was a tough process. And and you know, I'm finally even. I raced last year, but I still wasn't even when I did get back on the bike. I wasn't even nowhere near in any place to be riding. Honestly, I, I should have just you know probably took the year off to be honest. But you know that the racer inside you. And, you know, you want to be out there. So I, I was trying to make it happen with what I had, but yeah, it's been, it, it was a gnarly, gnarly injury for sure. Yeah. Um, so now you rode down at, you've been training down at dreamland then, uh, for supercross. Is that where, that's where you were riding at? Yeah, I did my, I did my supercross prep down there and I, I stayed down there just a majority of supercross just cause a lot of the rounds were, you know, closer, obviously to, to down there. Um, mm-hmm. and then, after Supercross got done, I just hit, you know, it was only two weeks. So I just stayed there and, and rode those two weeks down there. That's cool. Yeah. I saw some of your Instagram stuff and I was like, man, I can't figure out where he's at. Um, but not, not a ton of people ride down there. So I was trying, I always try to like figure out when I look at the tracks, cause I can usually pinpoint like, Oh, that's MTF. That's, you know, wherever. So, uh, but never, never could quite do that with you. So that's interesting to know who else, who else rides down there other than Renslin or is it, was it just you and him? Um, yeah, they keep it pretty low key this year. Luke, he, uh, see his brother, Cody, he trains, he trains like all year round and, and works with, uh, a small group of amateur riders that, that train there. Um, Luke, on the other hand, he, for the first time did a supercross program this year and we had a small group of us. It was me, uh, Jeremy Han, um, Quinn, he races in Canada and, um, yeah, it was just us out there, and, and we were uh, pretty much grinding the Supercross, and he did a little program for the winners, so that was kind of how that deal came about, but they, they keep it pretty low-key for the most part. Hmm, that's cool, man. That place looks awesome. I've seen it in videos before, like the outdoor track part of it, and I'm just... It used um, to be real gnarly. I was going to say, I'm just amazed by it. Like, Luke raced full-time. <laughs> that track was really fucking gnarly back yeah. in the day. So, how... Uh, yeah, no, it, it's sick. It's sick. How do we how do we land on Hondas here? So like, because before it was you were on Yamahas back in twenty one, and then I know you went to the SGB S, S, yeah. S, SGB team there, and you were on Hondas. So how did we end up staying on Hondas there? Did we uh, we got dealership locally here that we cut a deal with, or what? Do, what do we got going on with that? Uh, no, honestly, I don't get hardly no help from you know dealership with bikes and stuff. Um, it was simply just really like a time thing. It was easier with after the whole SCB thing, you know, that, that didn't turn out very well. That seems, you know, it had its, it had its ups and downs for sure. Um, <laughs> we'll, t- but, we'll talk uh, about that not on with, the show because I, I want to hear all the yeah, stories from that yeah, one. And we've heard, yeah. and we've heard stuff. I was going to so. say, I've heard, I've heard rumblings, but I want to hear all the stories firsthand here. So, yeah, yeah. Let, I just say it wasn't the best experience, but, um, you know, I had a couple Hondas from that, um, you know, after that got over. So it was hard to get bikes at the time as well. So I kind of just stayed on them because I had two of them already. So it was, it kind of worked out better for me just to stand it financially with, you know, instead of trying to get more bikes and, and this and that. So, yeah. 
Now, do you have anything done to them, or are they basically stock bikes with suspension and a pipe? Um, yeah, for outdoors, it's pretty much just a stock bike. We have an ECU and exhaust on it. That's, that's it. Oh, okay. So the Kessler Special. It's Kessler Special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Kessler Special all the way. <laughs> that's awesome. Is uh, is OnlyFans still on board with you for outdoors, too, or were they a Supercross-only deal? No, no. It's it's uh, I signed a, a full-year thing with them, so, yeah, it's it's outdoors as well. Cool. Sweet. Or do you have an yeah, only? And, do you have uh, an OnlyFans page? <laughs> no, it's honestly helped out my program a ton having having them on board with me. And you know, obviously, as a as a privateer, you know, you're the funding and finding the money to to do this stuff is is tough for sure. So having someone that's able to fund that and you know help out my year where I can you know not have to worry about my travel stuff and you know the gas and the hotels all all that goes into it you know what i mean so i can do this whole series this is nice for sure yeah well you know we got a local race coming up and we're looking for people to help out here so <laughs> you got you got to text me back I might, buddy i have to jump on board on that hey hey <laughs> we, we we run a very low-key operation over here we we require very little on our end here for 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 giving out giving out money here for privateer people so um you got anything else for him no, nah, man, just good to see that he can make it to the whole series and stuff, you know. So that's always the biggest part when you're in a, a privateer situation. So it's cool that he's getting the chance to do the whole the whole series. Yeah. How I, I got one more thing. How did you feel about Supercross this year? Because I know it was a bit of a struggle there. It looks like uh, Nashville was the only one that you made the main in. Like, how did you how did you feel about your Supercross season? Um, yeah, you know, it was okay. You know, it wasn't actually – I would have liked to have been in more mains. Uh, but, you know – I, I got to just take what I could get. It was technically my rookie Supercross season, you know, because in 22, I didn't even get that learning year, you know, so I'd never, I'd never experienced that going through the day and, you know, how it all works and, and riding those tracks and, and everything that comes along with it. So, you know, it was tough. Um, it was just, you know, mainly it had to be that learning year. And, you know, I wish it could have been last year and this year, you know, coming in, you know, better and, and you know contending more but um yeah i was you know i was glad to make that main in nashville and, and honestly i could have made a lot more mains i i it wasn't a lack of you know speed and, and things like that it was you know i was buried off the starts you know and you're trying to come through the pack it's hard to hard to make stuff happen so you know there's there was a, a handful of them that i definitely could have made for sure but um you know, definitely was a learning year and, you know, take that into next year for sure. And hopefully, uh, you know, make some more mains and be able to, to compete more for sure. I do have a question for Jace before he goes. <laughs> so it's about Supercross since we're talking about it. Um, was the plan always to ride outdoors or did you at all, any part of you, like try to make some connections for World Supercross? Or was the plan just always do outdoors? No. Like that's not even in your mind? Yeah, no, for me, like, it was always to do outdoors. I, I love outdoors. Yeah. I don't, you know, I've always been an outdoors guy. Um, I, I kind of prefer that more, I'd say, or at least right now. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe when I get, you know, better at, at Supercross. But right now, you know, I've, I've always been an outdoor guy. I enjoy the outdoors. I, I, I love the long motos and, and the tracks and, and that stuff. So the goal was, you know, always outdoors. But, you know, I didn't have an opportunity that, you know, that came up or anything else so as well so you know you never know like if something came up you know what it would have been you know something to think about and you know consider doing but um yeah for me it was always obvious i'm honestly kind of surprised that nobody uh, any of the canadian teams didn't reach out to you and that's uh, and i only say that just because you've already proven yourself in 2021 like everybody knows your name and uh you know with a chance that christopher blackmer another michigan kid got last year I'm just a little shocked that no, and maybe they did, and we just don't know about it. But like, I was, 
I was kind of thinking, I was like, hey, maybe maybe Jace will get a shot at uh, you know, a factory team up in Canada just because obviously their programs are way different than the way we run things down here. So, Yeah, and, and that's another thing. You know, honestly, for me personally, like I, I want to stay here. I, I want to be here racing. This is yeah. the, the top of the sport, you know, the pinnacle of everything. And, you know, even with talking with Luke, you know, he, he did that up in Canada. And, you know, he, he said it was great and all, but he said he was forgotten about here. He yeah. said he could have had a chance to come back here and race, but he was kind of forgotten about it at that point. And, you know, I don't ever, you know, obviously I'm not in that, that position exactly, you know, yeah. like, like he was, but, you know, I don't ever want that to happen if I were to, you know what I mean? Because yep. I always, you know, that that's the, always been the dream, you know, as you're a little kid to, to race, you know, pro motocross and supercross and, and all that here in the States. So. Definitely can respect that. All right, well, cool, man. Well, we appreciate you giving us some time tonight, and uh, good job so far this outdoor season. I'm sure we've got way more to come, and like I said, uh, hit, hit me up here. I'll, I'll text you here this week. Let's uh, let's work on something for Redbud, man. Yeah, yeah, cool. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Always good talking to you guys. So, uh, talk, I'm sure see you at Redbud there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll see you at Redbud. Don't you worry. <laughs> so. All right, man. We'll talk right, to you later, buddy. Thank you. See you. All right. Later, guys. Yeah, bye. All right, privateer hero Jace Kessler, everybody. Well, we'll see if he can. Dude, I remember that. It was 21, right? Yeah, when he's on the Yamaha. Yeah. When he started the season on the 250, on the and he 250. came out to Unadilla, and he fucking got top 10. Yeah, well, the 250 was all stock, and he was yeah, fucking that's what I, top 10 in the 250 class on a stock 250. Yeah, that's what I kept yeah. trying to explain to people, that Kessler was literally doing it on a bone stock fucking 250F. Yeah. You know, and then he gets on the 450, and he's like, oh, he goes out there. And, yeah, because it was Iron Man, the first moto, where he ripped the holy, and he was running, like, top five, and he was battling with Chase yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, dude. You know, and it's was, like, holy shit. Yeah, he was he was really, really good. If on Jace that, gets the opportunity, you put him on, and you put him on the right situation in the right program, like, he's, he's a, and people would call me, you know, biased because he's a Michigan kid, and I've, I've known Jace since, you know, he was little. But uh, I think he definitely, he's, I'm not saying he's, at a time master pool level as far as talent, but he's definitely a kid that if you put him in the right situation, he can be top 10 all the time. Yeah. At least oh, yeah. outdoors. Supercross, obviously, just like you said, it's a little bit of a learning curve for him, but uh, the kid is not in a lack of speed. No. So, no, not at and all. I, and he, I fully expect him in the next three rounds to be very, very good. Yeah, me too. He's he's one of those kids that it's like, you know, if we just had outdoor-only contracts, exactly. it would be really good for him because – Supercross has been a struggle. And like he said, 2022, he never really got the opportunity. Yeah, he and broke so this, his wrist at Minneapolis this was a, the this first was a rookie round, round so yep. at least he can say he made a main. I don't remember what he did in Nashville. 21st. But he, also, but he was also, but also, like he said, though, it's not like he wasn't in situations, because there was quite a few times in the qualifiers, or at least in the heat races, he was in transfer position, made a couple yeah. mistakes as a rookie. You know, in the LCQs, just terrible starts, and we all know in five minutes yeah. you're not going to. But the next three rounds, it would not, it would totally not shock me that outside of Ty, if he's the next best Hundred percent, hundred percent. We're going to Red Buddy. He knows track like the back of his hand. He's well, he's like you said it. Was it Thunder Valley there or whatever? He was running Tank Town, running Hangtown. top ten, and I saw that and I was like, holy shit! There and the he wick is. he'll be really good because he grew up riding Baja and you know yep. Melville, same thing. So yep, the next three rounds you uh, you're gonna see you're gonna see a really locked in Jace Kessler. So it's always good to see the Michigan kids up there doing well. So yeah, thanks to Jace for coming Thank on you. there. Thank you, really appreciate it. Um, okay, so we got Kev coming up here. Um, so while we're stalling, waiting for Kev here, because I don't want to jump back into the 250s yeah, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. we'll just do that all at one thing. Have you ever heard of this guy, Abide Moto? No. He is hilarious. So he posts his notes from the race recaps here, okay, that he has. 
and then he screenshots it and he posts it on Instagram. And it is the funniest shit ever. Let me let me read these to you. This is the Abide High Point recap. Bring back Bradshaw Boulevard and the uphill triple. New layout is sad. <laughs> Ken off the couch needs an electric starter though. <laughs> Ken plus Suzuki plus 05 Straffer equals Grease. I don't know what that means. Uh, drone cam operated by Vietnam Vic. Now you probably don't know who Vietnam Vic is because you don't listen to pulp. So Vietnam Vic is a guy who flew for the air force in uh, in Vietnam and Kiefer worked at some airport where Vic was right. And every day Vic was like, yo, you want to go up in the airplane? You want to go up in the airplane? Well, finally at one point Kiefer's like, sure, we'll go up in the airplane. Right? So Vic takes him up. And all of a sudden, he's like, I'll do all this shit, right? And Kiefer's in the back, like, and, and he's like, all of a sudden, all I hear is Vic come on the headset and go, you okay back there? You okay back? So it's like this huge running joke on Pulp, right? So Vietnam Vic uh, running the drone footage. The drone footage, I like, do you like I the love drone? the drone footage. I, I was like actually going to bring this up. Yesterday, though, yesterday the battle was box bit, was a little, yeah. there were times where we stuck overhead for like a little bit too long. How about the drone getting hit by the mud by RJ in the first moto? Dude, Dude that, that, shows you, that shows you how like, you know. Fucking um, nuts, man. But I've actually really liked, that's been the aspect of the, the broadcast now that we're fully on Peacock, some of the stuff that they've changed. Yeah. I really do like the drone. I game. do, too. It's been great. Yesterday, and some people were complaining this. I think the battle boxes we stayed a little bit too far overhead because there were times where, like, because they switched Mm -hmm. really quickly, so it didn't really have you time to figure out. And you're like, you couldn't really tell who they were on. Yeah. Um. But no, I've loved the drone footage and the overhead drone footage of the starts. Yeah. Really good. Like yesterday, you could really see Jet rocket out that second moto and get pinched off. And the practices when they hone in on somebody doing a heater, like I, I. Top notch. Like, that's something mm-hmm. I could say the broadcast. It allows you to see, like, the ruts and the lines yeah. and where they go and, and stuff also, like that. And also the fact of when they've zoomed out, when they're like yeah. yesterday when RJ was stalking down Deegan after he went down, like, you could really get a good idea mm-hmm. of the actual gap. So, and this is the one thing I'll credit to. I think a lot of these changes that they've honed in on has been a part of, hey, we're actually like with a fucking, you know, a TV mm-hmm. setup. So I will say, I'll give them credit for that. I, I, I don't know whose idea that was. Don't worry. More, more of that comes up here. Uh, but kudos to whoever had the idea yeah. to go with the drone. I'll give you guys credit on that. Yeah. You did a good job. Uh, so Deegan gets RJ'd out of a win. Uh, we'll talk about that. It's good. <laughs> Jet still everyone's daddy on Father's Day. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Some of the stuff this guy comes up with, I follow him for a couple weeks now. It's hilarious. Uh, DC adds wood chips to his track, works as good as math TV. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. And then uh, uh, Ferrandis needs last year's bike and an over-the-jersey chesty. Because yeah. you notice he's not running the over-the-jersey anymore. He's not. He's he not. Need, we got go, to go back to the 22 and put it over the jersey. And Jet enters Dave Mira God mode with no visor, both motos. R.I.P. Goat. <laughs> the Maystar's helmets, bro. Dude. Money. I, I fuck it. That second moto, I was like, did he go down? And then they start talking. They're like, the oh, magnets. no, the mud. So, the between, so between him sexton from 2021 and 2022 like every time he went down and then pretty much the whole yamaha team over the gps just every time they crash that fucking visor just comes off yeah like jeremy sewer i can't tell you how many last time how many times last year he rode like 35 minutes with just no visor shit's insane man dude it's i get i get it it why they do it but i just find it hilarious that it seems like the a stars helmets are the only ones that it happens Mm -hmm. to it's like dude it's It's rough hunter's done it did it a couple times in supercross like yeah 
it's just hilarious that it's really only the A-Stars helmets. Mm-hmm. So. You want to talk any about World Supercross here? We got the first round coming up here. Um, I really hope that Fox Sports doesn't botch the TV coverage. Is that what it's on? I was going to ask you. Yeah, it's on like, Fox Sports. Okay. It's on, and it's always going to be next day when it comes on. Okay, so it'll be like um, Sunday. Because Sunday. I'm definitely not buying the package. No. Yet. I'm not doing that. I already have Fox Sports on Hulu. I'll just wait yeah. for the next day. Um, I mean, dude, Does I anybody beat Kenny for that 450 title? I mean, I think Savachi might beat him in some Savachi, races. Savachi's going to be your best bet. I mean, it's pretty much Kenny, Savachi, and, and Justin Hill. You know, Dino's going to be there, and who's the other? Who's the other 450 dude? There's another. There's one other 450 guy. I, I, let's be. It's probably going to be Kenny Savachi. Would be handy if I had the lineup yeah. in front of me. But well, of I mean, I'm, let's we're be not real. Prepared. I don't think I don't think anybody really knows the full lineup of what no. it's going to be. It's it's probably going to be Kenny Savachi and Justin Hill most of the year. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. Maybe insert. Um, I think there'll be rounds where Savachi will beat him. I guess it just depends on how good that bike is. Uh, but no, I mean, in the long run, probably not, just because of the 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 format. Like it's gonna fit Kenny, like because if at any moment that Joey doesn't get a good start and Kenny does, yeah, it, dude, it's it's too short. Like he's not gonna have time to run him down. Now I do believe that if they start together, I think Joey can beat him. But no, with the format, it's it's too tailor suited to to Kenny's the way he races Supercross. Have they announced a format yet? Uh, I thought it was gonna be the same as last year. So we're gonna go three races. Yeah, the pole, and then the pole has something to do like Super, the Super Bowl. Bowl, which honestly. The only thing I really even look forward to half the time is the Super Bowl. I'm interested to see how they make the tracks different from last year. Because I know yeah. I know between the two rounds last year, they took a lot of different info in from riders and teams and everything else. Yeah, because last year's tracks were not. And I'm sure now they have it. And now did you see that Reed's a... Part the of the hell? broadcast. Well, not only part of the broadcast, he's he's like rider relations or something too. Yeah. Is it Ralph and Fro again? I believe so. And then what? Um, uh, is uh, what's his nuts? Joseph Allen and um, Kristen Beat gonna be back the in the fuck if I know. <laughs> I mean, as long as Kristen Beat's there, I don't really give a shit. Joseph Allen can f- whatever. Um, surprised I even remembered his name. Half the time I couldn't remember. That's his name. impressive. Like Fresh Prince. Like you, like uh, you said that. Yeah. Well, like, maybe wow, because I haven't had to deal with it listen, listening to his bullshit. Uh, I think another question is, is like, who's going to win the 250s? Is it just money that it's going to be max? Because, I mean, I don't really know. Like, the only other person that had 250s, Mikel Rath, I think, is riding the 250s again. Hold on. Let me um, get right here. I know that Aaron Tonti is supposed to be dropping back down, and he battled max a couple times last year. But, like, do we really expect anybody to be antsy with the way a Supercross season went? Let's see here. Who else do we got? I just I, – I can't see – I mean, maybe Lopes. Lopes will probably give him a good run. So, for the PNG team, you've got Hunter Yoder and Colin Park. No, Yoder will be good, but he won't be. He won't be up front. Brayton gonna do anything? Probably like top five. Okay. Uh, I think I think Super Poles he'll be really good. So Josh Hill. I mean, dude, you got to think if he was getting top tens, he's got to be probably around where Brayton is. Wouldn't you think? No, no, here's the thing. The sh- I think the mains are going to be too short. A lot of his was he came on strong at the end of mains. Okay. I don't know if he's got that sprint speed at the beginning. Hawaii's own Grant Harlan in the 450s? So he got anything? You get, get a podium? No. Is he going to podium a, a WSX round? I don't think so. Kay. I love Grant, but I don't think so. Um, Luke Clout? 250 or 450? 250s. Oh, he might be somebody that could be up there beyond the box quite a bit. He's finally healthy. What about Aaron Tanti? Tanti, I think, will be the one guy that probably you could see challenge Max. Okay. 
Um, let's see here. Anthony Boudron? No. Okay, nope. nothing French for Bud guys. Racing. Nope. And Adrian Escoffer. Subaross is in there again, right? I believe so. Hold I on, Sub- I'm, just, I'm just scrolling. I think Subs is in there again. Scrolling WSX Instagram here until I find riders confirmed here. I think Subs is in there again. Uh, Jace Owen? Owen will probably be top five in the 250s, you'd have to assume. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Oh, um, Blos is riding two. Yep. Blos and I think Matt Moss. Vince Freeze? 450? Ooh. 450s? Yeah. It's going to freeze I think freeze. Well, I mean, you know, he did battle for a world championship last year. Mitchell Oldenburg? 250 or 450? 250 class? Yeah, you got to probably put him in there. Michael Lessie? Whatever. <laughs> I love the eye roll. Whatever, dude. Fuck, fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like just retire, bro. So at, so 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 far, the what I'm getting the gist of because I know Enzo. What, what year did Michael Essie go pro? Two thousand three. Two thousand three. He was sixteen. Maybe we should just. Maybe we should give her a day. Call yeah, her a day. Just, just call it a day. Just call it a day. So Matt Moss. No, my boss will be good, but I don't think he's going to be. Kyle Peters. Nah, man. I don't think. I don't. Uh, he hasn't ridden Supercross in a while. He's been doing the Arena Cross shit, but we know that there is a difference of. I think his days of really pushing it mm-hmm. after his injury, I don't think he wants to try to go to that level to try to win. So Peters and Blos are the Honda Nils 250 guys. So from the gist that I'm getting, I think top five 450s will probably be Kenny, Joey, Justin Hill, Vince Freeze, and Dean Wilson. Colt Nichols? Ooh, forgot Colt's going to be in there. Rick Ware racing, baby. Oh, boy. We're here to race. All right, man. Okay. Is, is motor will race. All right. So, okay. All right. So, okay. 450 class might be a little bit more interesting. Henry Miller? Nah. I like okay. Henry, but I don't think so. All right. Let's see if we got anybody else here. Let's see here. We already talked about Kenny, Savachi, Wilson. Uh... All right. So, <laughs> that's the gist of it. So, I don't really need a rundown. It's all right. So, out of what you've seen, and like I said, 250s, Enzo Lopes is riding 250s. Who hold are- on. Hold on. Cole Seeley? No. I like Cole, but he's. I think his days of doing much are over with. Justin Bougle? No. no. Okay. All right. Justin Bogle will throw some nasty turndowns, and that'll be about it. Let's see. Anybody else? Oh, here here we go. Okay. So, Savachi, Rick Ware, 450. Shane, Rick Ware, 250. Yep. So, so it's going to be Shane and Max battling for that 250 title then, right? You think so? Oh, yeah. Didn't Shane win it last year? Yeah, he did. So Shane and Max yeah, are going to battle. Mean, all right, so top five 450s for me, Kenny, Savachi, Justin Hill, Dean Wilson, and Vince Freeze. Jordan Tixier? Nope. I think Nichols, I guess it, I guess it all depends on how healthy Nichols is. So Tixier, so the the Nils team is going to be Tixier, Morans, uh, Blos, and who was the other guy I said? Fuck, <laughs> fuck, goddamn! So much so up and down this whole roster is. Cheers for Pipes Motorsport. Thomas Ramet. No, nah, Ramet's decent in the whoops, but Gregory Arnanda. Nope, he'll do some crazy Aranda. shit. Maxime Despri. Nope, too okay. old. All right. All right. Well, that's that's what I got. That's All right. What, that's what I got. For so you. top three, two fifty. Top three, four fifty. Fuck! I don't even remember who I just listed off. Kenny Savachi and Hill, right? Because I don't know how healthy Nichols is going to be. Kenny Savachi and, and Justin Hill, right? One of the Hills. Yes. If, if Nichols is healthy, you'd have to take Nichols, Hill out. Yes. But if he's not, 
So two fifties max Shane and probably Enzo Lopes. Then I'd assume because Enzo Lopes is confirmed for two fifties, right? Those be your three guys. I didn't see him on any of the lists there. I saw him a while ago on the Racer X list that they put out. I thought he's racing the Brazil shit. Somebody put him on the 250 list. I don't think he is. Well, maybe. Uh, maybe he is. I think he's right. I don't know. Yeah, because I don't think I saw anybody for the what's it called team. Just type in Enzo Lopes World Supercross. Great radio, guys. Look, bro, this should be on my thing here, and it's not. I give up. I think I he's need riding, a list. I think he's riding World Supercross, man. Let me hold on. Let me go to the let me go to their website. I'm sure if I go to their website, they got a full thing. Look, guys, we're just waiting on Kev, so we're just filling free right sale now. registration. Do, 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 do. Latest news? Yeah, because I honestly thought he was on the club team. I'm just trying to final rider lineup. Here we go, baby. Here we go. Final rider lineup. What the fuck? Where's my, where's my, what, what, what is this? What is this? What the hell? That's funny. Why is this not? Oh my God. I got to read this. Like I can't just, have a li- I'm over it. I'm over it. World Supercross. Catch the fever. I like that. I mean, it's- I don't know what to, honestly, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect either. Really? I don't I don't know what to expect. We don't have a format. Could be some damn good racing. It could be. I mean, it's going to be interesting to say the least cuz I don't think I think outside of of Kenny and Savachi, I don't think anybody really is going to be like, "Oh yeah, those that, that that's definitely where they're going to finish. They're definitely going to win races. They're definitely going to do this." I mean, you have to assume that Max and and Shane, but if if Enzo's in the 250s and I'm pretty sure he is, he might have something to say about that championship, dude. He just came off a really good Supercross season. He did, yeah, and he might have something to say about that. Yeah, because I didn't see anybody in there with the freaking what is the is, club? is it the club? Is it club? The for, club team or whatever? I don't know. what Yeah, that's is. the thing. Is here's the problem: is they have to have a different name for the damn yeah. teams over there, like the Pipes Motorsports. If, group if Enzo or is confirmed, and I'm almost positive I saw him on a list a while ago, dude, he's he's got to be the favorite for the way after a Supercross season went. Like Max obviously rode great. Could almost ended up top three in points, but um, or second in points. I'm sorry, uh, but I I would have to assume that Enzo would have to be the favorite. You would think, because I mean, dude, he had well, a I don't know, man. Shane was really good at those rounds last year. He was, and Max was really, really good. good. Do you remember that interview? At, what was it? The second one where yeah. they came up to him and he's just like, <laughs> No, I know. You're so honed in on it. <laughs> yeah, get a good start. <laughs> hey, man, he's just all about riding Supercross these days. Serious. Never would have thought I'd say that Max Serious shit going loaded on. Loaded and locked in on Supercross. Supercross only guy. Supercross only guy. Big, Big Supercross guy. guy. Big Supercross guy. And I just love that every time he did an interview, he was like, Man, I'm just really happy to be racing in America and riding Supercross. Never would have thought I'd been riding Supercross, but I'm riding Supercross now. <laughs> like, Matt, shut the fuck up. No, 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 no. God. Well, to be honest, why would I go outside? To be honest, I why would I go outside? I don't get paid any money. It's fucking stupid. If I want to ride outdoors, I go back to riding GPs. I go riding in the sand, eating dirt all day. Oh, man. Shut up, dude. I love Max Hansey, but God, some of those interviews just got really stupid. Yeah, I love that guy. All right. I do. I'll tell you what. We're going to take a break here. We'll come back with Kev's interview. At some point. At some point. Because, I mean, 250s, we're going to go and, on a... Yeah, and then we'll wrap I gotta, up 250s. We'll go on a rant. I'm so, on a rant. So, we're going to take a break here instead of stalling for longer. We'll be right back. All right. And here we are. We're back. Longtime friend of the show. Privateer hero. And now, world supercross rider. It's Mr. Kevin Morans. Hey, Kev. It's nice to, nice uh, to talk like to you, buddy. Intro. Hold on. Let's see here. You get the right Is button. the right one? There we go. Ah, there we go. Applause. Yeah, Hell yeah. There nice. we are. 
All right, Kev. We didn't get to talk about this really last time because, uh, well, it wasn't announced yet. But now we can officially announce you have a World Supercross ride. You're going to ride all six rounds or whatever they're up to now. So why don't you talk to us about how this ride came about, who you're riding for, what you're riding, and every other detail in between you can give us. So um, it kind of came about because I expressed my interest for riding World Supercross because I do not have a transport team for outdoors like I did for Supercross. Um, and most teams are all full. So then it kind of put me in a position where I reached out to everybody, but they were all full. So I was like, okay, we're going outdoors. So that's what led us to... So we have the new KTM because we went out, got a new style KTM, tried to put us on uh, ourselves on the new model. Um, and then two days later, got a, a word that there was a uh, World Supercross team looking for a rider. The, and like Kyle Peters was on that team. So I hit up Kyle Peters to see if he could put in a good word for me and get their contact information for me. Uh, and he got that to me, and then I pretty much was like, whatever we need to do to make this happen, let's do it, because I don't have anything for outdoors right now. And, yeah, just kind of right place, right time, I think. And so we've all seen, like, the teasers. We've seen you riding it. How do you like the Honda so far? Um, Honestly, I'm, I dig it. So, like, I feel, at least at my home track right now, which, I don't know, it could have been... The winter made it a little bit easier or what, but I feel I do feel more comfortable on the Honda right now than I have on the KTMs in the past. The suspension that they sent me for it is pretty solid, so Decker Performance has gotten that set up for me. And we've had two different types of suspension so far, so like he set it all up. It was actually a little too stiff, so then we went back and made it a little softer, and honestly, it's some of the best suspension I've ever had, so... That's awesome, um, and then we will continue. We will continue out, uh, just testing more or less. But so far, like I like it. It turns a little bit better, I think. Uh, it works a little bit better in the tighter stuff. That's why you know if we do, we're gonna. So what we're gonna try to do here is we're gonna do some World Supercross on the Honda. But I don't have any kind of Honda support here in the states. I have a lot of parts and obviously a bike here in the states. Uh, uh, for KTM. So we're probably going to race the Honda World Supercross, come back, do some outdoors on the KTM. And uh, so, yeah, it'll be an interesting situation. I think I do like the KTM a little bit better outdoors just because it handles a little bit better. The motor pulls a little bit longer than the Honda. Like your gears will run longer, which is obviously nice in outdoors. You're not having to shift every two seconds. The Honda, I think, is a little bit more nimble, a little bit skinnier like where your legs pinch which is nice so it makes it a little bit more maneuverable on supercross but it's also that maneuverability whatever if that's even a word that was it makes it a little correct. bit squirrelier uh, a little bit squirrelier on on outdoors at those top speeds so mm. now uh have you done the quad on it yet oh my god absolutely bro i already posted a video oh that's right i did see that the other Ooh. day shut up how about how about the whoops? How's the whoop training going on it? Actually, that's why that's kind of like where my decision comes from. Is I I feel better in the whoops than I really ever have, so I'm excited about that. I was interested. I liked I liked the transparency the other day 
um, in the vlog I was watching when you were talking to your dad, Frank, there about uh, how the bike turned compared to like how you were struggling with the KTM. I think you said it was pushing out of the rut or whatever. Um, yeah, standing up on. Yeah, yeah. So I did like the transparency with that when you were talking about both bikes kind of side by side from what you could say. I will also say that that fucking snake, I didn't realize you had snakes like that at your place. I don't know that I'm ever coming again. <laughs> It's just a black rat snake. It you, was it was not poisonous at all. It's just it, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Trust me, Justin. I don't know if you watch this. The some bitch was as long as this table, dude. It's not and poisonous. Kev, you're fine. And Kev's just out there grabbing that some bitch by the tail and like dragging it around. Because Kevin's a real man. Fuck that. Fuck snakes. I'm like Indiana Jones. Why did it have to be snakes? Yeah, I'm out. I'm good with snakes. Spiders, I'm, not so much. I'm not. I'm not going back to Kev's house now. Yeah, right. I wake up and that thing's next to me, like staring at me. Yeah, Why would it be next to you? Watch... You don't want to come watch a supercar track be built? Wow. I mean, I do. No, nope, you just said you're not coming, Kev. But stamp it. He just said he's not coming. He doesn't care about supercars anymore. Snakes, snakes, and budget here are tight. <sighs> You'll be fine. <laughs> snakes and budget. You'll be fine. <laughs> no one has ever, uh, nobody's ever uttered those two words in the same sentence. Snakes and budget were tight. Yeah, never. Uh, how's, never. How's how's the ankle? Uh, we're pretty good here. Still uh, kind of gimping around. We're gimping a little Is bit. Is it going to be ready to break in a brand new Supercross track in the middle of August? Uh, probably. You know, it, no, no, I'll, I'll just tell you right now. No, my plan, <laughs> my plan right now is to start riding, uh, turn tracks the week after Redbud. So we're, I've been, nice. I've been cycling on it, but it's still like, um, it struggles with, I'll call it stability. So it's basically like yep. uh, movement. So like standing up, I can't stand up with the pedals like flat. Uh, I have to like have the right one all the way down and I can kind of stand up on my right foot to like relieve my butt on some longer rides. But uh, yep. uh, but so, yeah, so we're still going through and it's like sometimes when I step, it's a little bit uh, it, it throw like yesterday I was power washing the kids uh, razor bike to put new batteries in it and i was dragging the hose through the yard and stepped in something in the yard and was like oh yep that felt good so we're 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 probably like 75 80 percent so but i figure the next couple of weeks will be just uh the rest of the swelling going down and getting it stretched back out again and then yeah by by first week of july there i think we'll be good to go but uh yeah we're in the we're in the home stretch here but we're not coming that's right good. We're so not, it's getting that much better yeah like let's put it this way i'm walking around with just a small brace in my regular shoes all day working so but you know he's not coming to ride supercross okay. I'm, I'm not coming to ride supercross because of snakes and budget and august it's mostly just snakes it's hot in august it's mostly just snakes and mostly the snakes yeah to be real honest that snake i had nightmares about that some bitch the other night <laughs> you really that scared of snakes i don't i don't like them at all have you ever been bit by a snake or something? Is no. Dude, no. I'll cuddle with a snake before I look at a spider. Yeah, I can do a snake. Spiders, no, no go. See, I, spiders don't seem to scare me quite as much. I just stomp on those. And I have some big-ass spiders you there in the shop. You clearly have never been around a tarantula. They're just, they're just creepy crawly, dude. Yeah. Like, at least you can see a snake for the most part. You can't always see a spider. Yeah, yeah. man, you might be turning around that spider. You don't know which ones are poisonous side. all the yeah, time. There you go. So back to outdoors here. <laughs> So, 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 Kev, so, so, so you saw the points after the race yesterday. Went, oh shit, I'm in 20th. I better start getting to some outdoors and scoring some points here. Yeah, man, that is no joke. But I do know that like Lorenzo Lacrucio and those guys that are already in outdoors and have probably the the 
pace on me right now because I haven't even raced an outdoor. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really tough to stay in front of those dudes. Yeah. So well, it's really just going to, I'm going to be another two races behind everybody by the time I get there. Yeah. Wildcat racing's killing you know it. I mean, Jose Wildcat. Boutron, yeah. Jose Boutron. <laughs> what have you, uh, have you been watching the outdoor rounds at all or? Uh, a little bit, but not paying attention to it very hard. What? Besides just looking at the results and wanting to just, cry <laughs> like, like going man i should have probably raced these first four he's like he's seeing grant harlan he's like yeah 100 stupid i'm not gonna lie kev after about like round two i went uh kev probably should have been at these first four here probably just, just banking points yeah. for smx i think so. he dodged a bullet not having ride paula though yeah you know he still could have got yeah points. see master pool's another one who's probably gonna come by and pass me i know but my thing is so i have this weird thing with it is like okay so these guys like jose butron lorenzo uh master pool like are they gonna show up to the smx shit master pool might butron's definitely not like because i mean because dude anybody anybody hold on anybody who's in in the top 20 for sure is showing up they can literally roll around in 20th you get an automatic transfer you can roll around each race and get 25 grand you'd be retarded not to do that i guess that's true I guess that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I just think about like those guys, like I said, like the Wildcat Racing team there, like Masterpool, who don't race Supercross, and it's like as much as they're going to try to make these a, a hybrid track, we all know it's just going to be like Supercross without well, but Trump's the only one that doesn't have Supercross experience. Lorenzo will definitely go. I mean, he's already ridden Supercross before, If they have so. the budget for it, they don't even have the budget to keep going here. Yeah, well, that's very they're, true. They're on a week-by-week basis at this point, from what I understand. Like they, uh, Butron and uh, Lorenzo Lacrucio. Lorenzo Lacrucio, the Wildcat Racing. I heard they had budget for like the first oh. three or four, and beyond that, it's kind of real touch and go. So interesting. They've been they've been openly looking for sponsors. I'm here to tell you, Time Master Pool on a 450 on a Supercross track is gonna be real sketchy. <laughs> real sketchy. What do you think about this? Uh, what do you think about this jet? Uh, this generational talent we got going on here. Why do you gotta bring? Oh my god! I, I... Dude, I think if he's if he finds himself on two wheels every moto he has the potential to go for a perfect season which i think is insane yeah he's uh until chase is chase coming back or not do we have any kind of inside scoop on that we have zero inside scoop i'm gonna dig into that this week a little bit i think his mono is the only is the biggest thing that's holding him back right now well like so they're just gonna leave him out until smx and have him try to win that championship or what i don't know man it would the whole thing when he got when it came out that he wasn't racing here was super weird because you had you had uh, his Instagram say, oh, I'm sitting out this weekend. And then you have the Honda Instagram saying he's out indefinitely. And then he like doesn't show up for the next two rounds. And he's got mono, which it's like, you. I mean, you know, mono's somewhat like Epstein Bar. You just don't get over impressive. it. It's also impressive to think that he rode Paula with mono. Yeah, like you just don't get over it. You fucking, I mean, you have to just sit around. Yeah. You cannot train while you're, while you're getting over it. So... It's and then and then you got to think too like he's going to KTM next year so like what's his motivation I mean bro you're homies with him why don't you call him and find out this inside scoop for me I I'm not that close to homies with him just text it just <laughs> I think text he's still salty about a little nudgy nudge in the first corner there. oh my god oh my oh, god he won a, getting a text from AC, he won though. a fucking title tell him to get over it like let's just let's just be Dude, adults he got a here cool Mel. he's fine yeah I was gonna say I mean but, yeah I don't know I don't have any inside scoop but I mean. I do remember somebody saying before it came out that it was going to be longer than just one round, but I'm pretty sure somebody told me that it was like, nah, it's not just a one-round thing, but I don't know how gnarly of a situation it was. I think Sexton wants to come back. I think it's a team thing. 
I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Because Lars talked about wanting him back, so I yeah, I don't know. Could, we don't it's a weird are. situation with him leaving after this year. It's a super Dude, weird situation. He might, he might be back at Redbud. Who knows? Yeah, I highly I doubt know. it, but he might be back at Redbud. I I think that his biggest I don't know. I think he's I think we'll see him outdoors at some point because I still think he wants to try to beat Jet is outdoors. There, but is there an outdoor this weekend? No, no. week off. We're off. Then they go to Redbud. Oh, okay, yeah. nice. Yep. So yeah. What about uh, you? You've been paying attention to this Danger Boy Deegan thing at all? Dude, he's been ripping. I'm not gonna lie. I know. I know. Just, I haven't been paying attention to it. I've just seen the results and like for a moto win and you know podium, a couple podium finishes. Like, dude's legit. Hey man, all Once I gotta again. do is all I gotta do is go to our YouTube channel, read some of the comments, and it's fucking you'll just laugh your ass off because Jesus Christ, his fans are stupid. You will find out how dumb me and Justin really are. Yeah, we're a bunch of idiots, <laughs> and his fans are fucking awesome, and you know they're couch potato. I don't know, dude. His I, fans are. I'm oh not, boy, I'm not sure if you're aware, Kev. We don't know anything about motocross over here, yeah. and we should probably kill ourselves and just stop uh, doing the show. Oh, I'm sure at some goodness. I'm sure at some point that's actually been a comment. I mean, dude, it's that's rough. It is funny because Steve Mathis always talks about these guys talking shit to him, and then he goes there. And it's like a father of two, like Jesus's life. Well, dude, you did see, and like that's real. You like, did see what Weege called Deegan fans after Thunder Valley, right? Oh, he called God. them bedbugs. Oh yes, yes I did, dude. It was super funny because on that review show, they didn't want to touch that with a ten foot pole mm-hmm. when Steve brought it up in the results thing, and then at the end they started talking about it, and it was like, holy shit, guys, for not wanting about what they didn't want to talk. They didn't want to talk about the Deegan. You fans. can't talk about Deegan fans, Kev. Like, no, they are like it's. Look, the kid is. Wait, great what do you for- mean the Deegan thing? What they did? Who didn't want to talk? No, about it's it? fans. Like you can't. His- you can't talk about his fans. Uh, Weege and JT did not want to talk about it on the review pod sh- podcast they do with Mathis. There, they like didn't want to touch it, and then at the end they start getting into it, and Weege like compared them to bed bugs or something, yeah. <laughs> which was really funny. And yeah, because so, dude, these Deegan fans are not. They come out of the woodworks. I kid you not. We said that we were highly doubtful he would win a moto. When he won that moto, I got, like, as soon as it was over, I got a text from Isaac Gonzalez, our West Coast dude there who we met. And then literally within seconds, my phone just starts on old YouTube videos of us talking about Deegan of how much of a fucking moron I am. Dude, we have, like, seconds. One of the videos we did, like, is up to, like, 400 some odd comments of just people calling us morons and idiots and every weekend oh my goodness. no matter Dude, what happens every weekend and then last weekend when he finished eighth i did Silent. have one kid go so are you gonna call him out and i said no no i'm just like rv i'm rubbing my hands together and just stacking these statistics of his finishes that weren't on the box look dude Deegan so i is, can come out and be like i told you Deegan is great for the sport he's obviously got a lot of grit he's fast talent is through the roof but I've I, dude, I've never seen fans that are like his man. They are just like I've been through the whole McGrath era, Stu era, like Ricky's fans, RV's fan, like dude, Jet fans, Deegan fans are next level, man. They are horrible. They will go to every video you've posted in the last three months talking about him and tell you how much of a moron you are. It's it's magical, man, and it's great. <laughs> I'm making so you much money. Need to just have more podcasts talking about him. So oh, we have a, the controversy in the comments. Oh, oh yeah, I, we we have we're a, making shirts. We have a dedicated section called the Deegan Danger Zone. We retooled the Dylan Danger Zone with the Deegan Danger Zone. It's actually sponsored by. Our, our communal friend here, Mr. Isaac Nelson with Isaac Nelson Designs. It's great. And uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic, man. Yeah, we had, we had to dedicate a whole section to it. talking about him. And trust me, I get that all the time, too, of I'm just trying to get 
clicks off a 17 year old and i'm a worthless old Piece man of shit <laughs> <laughs> which 99 percent of his fans oh, have never man, even fucking funny. thrown a leg over a dirt bike so so, so back to it. kev riding outdoors here so kev needs some transport so if anybody yeah. out there wants to transport a bike from kansas to redbud to, to put southwick. on a different transport to go to southwick or if you're going from kansas to southwick we could make something happen there kev's on board with it do you want me to put your phone number in the description down below or i don't think he wants that uh, probably probably one of those ads. Not, whoa, whoa. Probably not a in the description, but uh, you know, throw the old Instagram tag up and they can DM me. Kev's just getting old. all of a sudden weird. <laughs> <laughs> Starts getting weird text messages from old guys. <laughs> Love your riding. Yeah, Love your riding, bro. Love your vlogs. Gear looks good. So, um, for these, but, wor- yeah. So oh, the situation. I'll, I'll explain the situation, kind of. So I'm working on trying to find a team to transport my stuff, and I'm, I'm hopefully gonna be having a conversation with them later today. Um, however, I am looking for somebody who's maybe coming from the Kansas area to go watch Red Butt. Uh, I haven't made a post or anything like that, so I probably need to just do that and see if there's anybody around here. Like, I don't have any problem, like, covering fuel, etc. to get you guys up there. You guys go have a good time. I'll cover fuel if you can take my bike up there kind of deal. Um, so that's kind of my situation I'm looking at because I need to take, like, a bike, uh, parts bin, some fuel, and gear bag, etc., uh, put it on a rig, and then they'll take it to the rounds from there on. But uh, that's the only way I'm going to be able to race Southwick is if I get my bike up to Redbud, and then it goes from Redbud to Southwick because I won't be able to make the 21-hour uh, drive all the way to Southwick for my house right before South, uh, Southwick because I'll be getting back a day before the race from the first World Supercross. So when do you have to go to the first World Supercross? Like, uh, what's the what's the media thing like? I leave like? this coming Tuesday. Okay. I leave in one week. Okay. So this one week from this coming Tuesday. So you'll be there. You'll be there for the week before, essentially. So do they have? Do you have a schedule of media and stuff you have to do already? Because I know they were pretty high on that the first couple rounds last year. Kind so. of. The biggest thing is we just got to be there Thursday. So. We'll fly out Tuesday, we'll get there Wednesday, sleep, wake up, and then Thursday is pretty much all day, media day, as far as I'm aware. Hmm. Sweet. And then Friday will probably be a similar situation, get acquainted with the bike. I don't know if there's any kind of press or anything. Um, and then uh, race Saturday, and then Rachel and I are going to stay Sunday, Monday, and then fly out Tuesday. So we'll get to spend a couple days in London, which will be cool. Sweet. Super groovy. You say super groovy. Yeah. So uh, we got any? We got anything special cooking up for for different uh, gear designs for WSX rounds or what are we what are we doing here? Um, we got we got some availability. So uh, obviously the cool thing with Canvas. So big shout out to Canvas and uh, how they are able to customize our gear and obviously everything's sublimated so it looks super professional. Um. So we're going to have Patreons on the arms, which is going to be pretty cool. So anybody who joins the Moran's Mafia by going to KevinMorans.com, hit the Join Moran's Mafia tab, or hit the link in my bio on Instagram, etc., etc. Uh, Patreons level 5 to 7. So 5, 6, and 7, which are usually our front fender tiers, will have their name down listed down the uh, jersey arms, which is going to be pretty cool. Uh, as of right now, it looks like our, uh, we will have a slot for... TLR coating slash moto aftermath on the jersey. So we do get to take uh, select sponsors with us um, that are helping support some of our travel and 
of their expenses. Uh, so we are actually actively looking for uh, a couple more people to go overseas with us, just be a part of the program, be part of the vlog, etc. So that's some pretty cool stuff. We're going to do our helmet wraps. Uh, so yeah, there's cool little things that we're going to be doing to try to help support uh, the whole program. And there's fans getting involved. The only thing I want to know is, is there going to be a kangaroo on the jersey? Hello? Oh, is he there? Are you there? Yeah, there you are. Okay. Is there, is there going to be a kangaroo on the jersey for the Australia round? <laughs> I kind of like that. 100%. I love Dude, you got to do it, man. You got to feed into it. There's got to be a kangaroo on there. What'd you say? I said you got to feed into it, man. You got to put a kangaroo on the jersey for the Aussie round. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'd be down for that. With some like, boxing gloves <laughs> or something. Those are good comments on the Instagram. Oh, dude, you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. So. Well, hey, man, all I'm saying is I might have to start riding a Honda if this Honda deal continues to go because I might just have to accidentally end up with some Honda Supercross no, suspension. No, I mean, you're not riding Supercross at this house, remember? Snakes. I have a Supercross That's track funny. here. You have a track in your I did. I did ask him if I could keep this that's a no-go so that's unfortunate Ooh. that's that's tough what if somebody accidentally steals it <laughs> that's oh uh, i don't know what that situation looks like i don't really know if that's a good you thing know? For is it is it insured uh no idea i'm not saying a lot i'm just saying black ski mask or cheap <laughs> first you got to go down <laughs> to his ridiculous. house where you're around the snakes where i'm around the snakes which so, that's a fucking problem to start with you gotta wait there like then ah! i gotta put a ski mask on in the middle of august here that's a problem yeah yeah so that's not gonna happen it seems like a lot of work i think it'd be cheaper just to buy suspension yeah dude you got an extra 30k later but man the color on those forks woo, buddy oh my gosh yeah dude they're so sick it was it was good so how's the uh how's the van fund coming we building we building uh, there good we're actually we're actually getting ready to drop something new probably this coming week uh which you know we'll release it first on the moto aftermath show Ooh, all right. we're gonna be you know the uh the supercross race bike that has hole shotted all factory riders is gonna be up for grabs for a hundred dollars fuck i better get a hundred bucks Yep. <laughs> Just open my wallet and take my money, Kev. Yep, indeed. So we're going to be doing the sponsor block, sponsorship block situation. Sponsorship block holder will have an opportunity at the bike. Uh, but there's a cool thing, too, that you'll see very soon. But we got a large canvas print of Kev Dog in front of all factory riders on that bike. So a very good whole shot photo that we have blown up on a canvas. It's like 20 inches by 40 inches. And we personally signed it, uh, one of one, pretty much. Very limited edition. Hmm. And that's going to be going along with the uh, – it's going to go to a different person that doesn't win the bike, but your your sponsorship block contribution gets you entered for that as well. I feel like somebody's going to win that and put it on like the ceiling of their bedroom or something. Just stare at it all the time. Just stare at it like, you know what? God, I love Kevin Moran. Scale of 1 to 10, how mad do you think everybody's going to be if I win that bike? Super pissed. <laughs> Super pissed. <laughs> Systems rigged. Systems rigged. Super uh, pissed. All right. Well, you got anything else for Kev? Oh, man. Just glad to hear that his deal came through, and it's uh, it's awesome he's getting a shot to go to World Supercross. I'm pumped on it. I'm pumped for it. Yeehaw. Yeah, definitely Thank pumped. Thank you. Did he just say yeehaw? Yeah, as a yawn too. <laughs> Definitely pumped to see yeah, that Honda rip some holies, you know, get Ken Roxy super pissed off like AC. And that's one thing, you know, anybody who's looking up to put some whole shot money, I'm pretty sure Tank Masters is out on the program too. So there you go. We're uh, we're looking for some new sponsors to come on board. 
TLR Coatings is broke right now, man. So like I said, he can just piss <laughs> off. He can just piss off Ken and Savachi like you made AC mad. It'll be awesome. <laughs> It'll be awesome. How? Uh, oh, oh, never mind. Not nothing. Never mind. Yeah, there you go. Never mind. Yeah, never, never mind. mind. I'm out. I'm out. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Kev. We'll uh we'll have you on Indeed. in a, we'll have you on in a couple weeks here after uh after the whole first round and if you make it to Southwick and all that kind of crap because so, that sounds like it's going to be adventurous sounds like it's going to be a busy two weeks for <laughs> yeah, you very busy yeah indeed so all right man well we appreciate it and we appreciate you taking the time taking to come the time. on the show yep. and uh, we'll talk to you later bud all right sounds good see you bud yeah go to bed bye <laughs> <laughs> all right Kevin Moran's everybody uh, WSX. Outdoors, all in one, all in one. All right, man, we gotta cook here. Let's uh, back this up here. This is great radio. Back yeah, yeah, we're behind. We're behind. Kev put us behind. What's new? Nope. Yep. All right, let's try this again. Two fifty race recap brought to you by our friends at Adept Creative Co. Make sure to check them out for all of your graphics needs for your bikes. I gotta hit them up. I gotta get them white plastics down there, ready to go. So we kind of uh, left off with Justin Cooper. Bummer. Probably yeah. not racing Redbud. We'll see. I don't know. Weird situation yesterday. Bummer. Um, definitely, yeah. I think, was the only one. Notice I'm going to say the only one that could have uh, made this championship interesting. Oh, boy, here come the comments um, I was very impressed at his Thunder Valley ride. Won the first moto like he should have. And I was actually, and I would have said this had I caught him on the show, uh, the second moto very impressed, impressed me because of the fact we always said Justin Cooper, bad starts, race IQ, ain't great. Can't See, I wasn't through. as impressed. He only came up to fourth. Should have been on the box. He got on the box. He only came back to fourth that second moto. He was on the box overall, but he only came back to fourth. He went from 13th. Yeah, but look at all the dudes. That he, so that's the thing. Normally, he wouldn't fourth. even come that far up. So I was very impressed. Um, I was underwhelmed. I've been underwhelmed by his whole season, though. And like I said, this is – I started talking about this earlier. Obviously, then we jumped on with Jace there. It, this is the prime example of burn the hand is worth two in the bush. And he and like I said, he should have kept riding Supercross. That's all there was to it. He should have kept – he should have done everything he could have to stay on that 450 and ride Supercross races there because now – he put all this effort, and they put everything, and and this is this is on Star too, because I don't yeah, think it's this not, was fully it's him. Not just Jay Coop, but it's like, but now you've put all this onto him winning this outdoor title, and he's out of it, like he's done. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily. I, I put more blame on Star than I do him. Well, we won't ever know those inner workings like that, unless we somehow become friends with him, which I doubt. We'll have private jet money. So well, neither does he. <laughs> so we're out on that, but yeah, this. That's rough. We'll he see. He would have um he would have kept making the end of the series interesting. I mean, it's still very interesting, but um yeah, uh bummer for him. Not really a Jaku fan by any means, but mm-hmm. uh I like to swag and I've said this multiple times after the way MX of Nations went. Just something changed with him. Yeah. Um so bummer on that end, but uh yeah, Hunter goes three one, uh gets docked for jumping on a red cr- or, uh, red cross flag. Yep. Yeah, which whatever. Well, I don't know. Hopefully somebody has a video at some point because I'd like to see where that was. I'll be honest. Way. I don't think those points make a make a fuck all difference here in this title no. because he's uh, running away. He is. He's I, also running away by circumstance too because, like I said, it was sixteen up on Jake Coop, but I think the Jake Coop uh, momentum kind of shifted and after for confidence at least for him, maybe not in the points, but like a momentum shift shifted in his mind as far as confidence. Um, maybe, so yeah. but dude, Hunter. I said this last week because I had to correct myself. Because after after Hangtown, I was like, "Ooh, man! Like this isn't as impressive as I thought it might be with him." He's so calm. He just doesn't give a shit. Like he's just he just but starts wherever. I and think off he goes. I think he's calm though because 
I think that he realizes when he doesn't have the speed to win a moto. I think he's, he's, got, he's got the swagger that he's got all these guys covered. But I don't think he does. That's the thing. He's he's won. <laughs> he's he's fifty five. I mean, he was fifty points. Okay, up. but he's circumstantial. 40, 42 circum- now. Circumstantial, circumstantial though. Circumstantial. Like he's only that much up because of circumstances. It's not like he's winning every moto. Like you can you can say all he wants that he's calm, but he's not his brother. Like he doesn't have an extra speed. Like it's been proven when he hasn't gotten a start. Has he won yet? Answer me that seriously. Has he won yet? No, he hasn't. So like, and you can even look at it. I mean, you can shrug your shoulders. He's but won for the most. He's he's literally he's gone, won all the overalls. He's gone three one. Yeah, three one, two one, uh-huh. three one. When he's got, but he's only won a moto though. But when he's gotten a start, he has not yet to win a moto. <laughs> well, when he's gotten to- half the starts. So yeah, and and the, and that's how you and you win titles that way. I'm not I taking mean, anything away from Hunter, but I don't believe that he thinks he has everyone covered because if he did, he'd be able to work his way through the pack and still win. He's not his brother. I like, don't know, Jet, man. Jet can say, I got this covered, and he, he's proven it. He looks way too calm in the first half of those first motos, fucking around in 8, 9, 10. But what has happened every time that he's gotten and into then, third? And then he starts moving. But what has happened every time he's gotten into third in well, the first motos? Well, he has not had the speed to go well, forward. No, no. I'm, yeah, but I'm just saying, they're, so, too, they're too far ahead at that point, but he's so calm uh, the first half of that hang moto. Hangtown, they were only seconds with bad with bad starts that he's just like yeah whatever dude it's fine as long as i get third i'll be able to win the second one and that's what i'm saying though i don't believe if he if he actually thinks he's got him covered he's got to have a he's got to look himself in the mirror because that's false i believe that he is calm because i think he is okay with not winning a moto because he knows if he gets a start he can win then yeah if he truly believes that he thinks he's got all these dudes covered speed wise he needs to get his head checked because that's not that's false look i'll I'll be straight with you. I was in the same boat you were last week of or two weeks ago of like, holy crap, like, dude, what the hell? Like, like he should have these guys covered and he doesn't or whatever. And then just seeing this every single week. I mean, here's the thing. I would be more worried if he hadn't won half the motos. But but and I understand what you're saying. Yeah, when he doesn't get the start, he doesn't come through and win the moto. But it's like, for some reason, it's like the first one, he can't figure it out. But then the second one, he always figures it out. But we said the same thing with Jay Coop, though. We were asking, we had this conversation after Hangtown. Like, Jay Coop all of a sudden is just okay with not putting it on the deck. And then what does he go out and do when he gets to start Thunder Valley? He yeah. wins the first moto. Yeah. So I think Hunter is calm because I think he's finally okay with. I don't need to win these motos if I can't win these motos. But if he actually thinks, if he's actually calm because he thinks he has these covered, that's just not factual. Like, yes, he has won every second moto, but because of he's gotten a start. If you have somebody covered... Okay, let's just go covered with consistency then. Yeah, because, because he's not his brother. That's what he's Jet, got. Jet yeah. has the dudes covered. Hunter doesn't have that because he has yet to win both motos. So it's 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 neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. He's got the points lead. He's got a big gap. He's won every he's overall. He's got a huge points lead. He's fucking... But once ab- again, he's though, averaging circums- 10 points around gapping once again, people. circumstantial, your second place guy closest to you weeds it, goes down. Like... I've gotten to the point that I look at a lot of this stuff in a in a broader view. I think the broader view is he can literally manage these last seven rounds literally from the points lead of going, yeah, as long as I get on the box, I'm fine. Well, there's until a, he doesn't get to start a second moto. But there isn't any of these guys. Yeah, but here's the thing. None of these guys, you want to talk about him, none of these guys are even as consistent as he is. Like, yeah, there's guys that can beat him because they're 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 – faster or they get a start and he doesn't but none of them can do it consistently my thing will be what's going to happen when he doesn't get a good start both motos that's the true test for me he goes three three maybe loses fucking six points or maybe something. maybe maybe or maybe, maybe. He goes three three and fucking wins it overall anyway because none of these other fucking guys can put it together look at the look at the look at the rest of the box 
1726. Hmm? I, there, there is not a bead of sweat on Hunter's brow well, about we're gonna, any of these we're fucking gonna, guys. We're going to find out. We're going to find out real quick in a hurry these next couple tracks we're going to where it's more fast paced and he has been up and down the last couple years as far as results. Yeah. Like, we well, saw what he did at Redbud last year. Yeah. Like, we but saw what again, happened at too, Southwick. But then again, too, I thought at Thunder Valley or, or High Point here, we were going to see a little bit of a fall off maybe because he didn't have what these guys What happens if he goes to Southwick covered? and he goes 8-8? He sucked last year. Okay, it sucked. <laughs> he was terrible at Southwick last year. Well, Styles isn't there for him to punch in the head, so I think we'll be fine. We're going we're gonna to find out. We're, look, Hunter's got this championship, circumstantial, but I don't believe that he thinks he has these guys covered because he hasn't beat them both motos Who yet. do you think wraps it up first, Hunter or Jet? I don't think I, – well, I mean, Jet's won every moto so far, so, like, Jet would easily be the person to Jet's, go. Jet's won every moto, and Jet was still – before the penalty, Jet was only what, like, 10 points more or something like that? I don't, I don't even know. I don't know. Um than than what Hunter was and Hunter's gone three 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 three. I just whatever. I don't expect Hunter to go three one for the rest of the year. I don't expect him to win every. I didn't expect moto. him to do it four fucking motos in a row. Like literally yesterday, I was like, oh here we go, because yesterday he was with Shimoda in that first turn, and then next thing you know, it's just like, oh well, he's in third. Yeah, and like everybody else has gone, like whatever it was, like RJ and Hayden were gone, but like okay, cool, whatever, I'll just sell in for my third. I'll win this next one. You two boneheads will do something stupid, which happened. Surprise, surprise. Wow, and that I, really and, wasn't and RJ's. I, and that, I leave with ten points up. Yeah, the second motor wasn't really RJ or Deegan's fault, but well, it was more Deegan's fault than it was RJ's fault. Yeah. Um, RJ was just caught in the shit. Uh no, I but I don't expect Hunter to just go three one for the rest of the year. There's going to be a time where he doesn't get the start second moto and he doesn't win. Like I, I it's just t- fact. It's just it's what's it's, the what's the percentage you think he doesn't finish? What's the what's the percentage you think we see a moto where he doesn't finish on the podium? Because right now he's batting a hundred percent for finishing on the podium. I think if it's going to be anywhere, it's going to be one of these next three tracks. What's the percentage pie you give it that it happens though? Uh... 60% it does, 40% it doesn't. You give it 60%. Yeah, he, because these next he three... he misses the box. Because these next three tracks, he's been notoriously up and down. And I'm not even talking about motor failure. Let's not even talk about... No, I'm talking, talking about... about just, I'm just talking about outright. It's notorious. These next three tracks, he has been up and down. High Point, he's been great at over the years. Thunder Valley, he's been great at over the years. Hangtown, he's been really good at over the years. Paula, up and down. This is my best friend you're talking about. Remember I don't that. care. I, don't I give care. it 10%. No. Sorry, I don't. I just that. through four route. If this was like a normal year where we only did the first two and they were California tracks or even the first three, and we were seeing this, I'd be like, okay. But now we've got now we've gone to an East Coast track too, and it still fucking happened. So like, I don't see. We'll see. I just I I don't know. I don't see it at this point. Like I th- like it's gonna be rare. It, it's probably gonna take a bike failure, in my opinion. Nah. I don't know. History, maybe history maybe we haven't otherwise. maybe we haven't seen his speed either because uh, he's I don't calm agree about I it. don't agree with that I don't agree with that nope I'm sorry Jet I can totally agree with you on that there's no proof that that is not true because you know why I say that because Hunter how many times in these first motos has he gotten into third and you've seen his lap times drop and then all of a sudden he just stalls out maybe it's, this is no I, I Jet 
you could totally convince me, and I would agree with you 100%. But I look at Hunter, and there's no way on God's green earth you can convince me in those first motos that he doesn't want to try to win, and he gets to the point that he just can't do it. Okay. It's right. just, it's it's right. it's not. No, I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm 10%, you're 60%. We'll see. Uh, so RJ goes 1-7 for second. Yet again proves that if he can get a start, he is he can win. Mathis really thought he'd fixed himself. and I, it's... The second moto, though, was not his fault. The second moto wasn't, but you and go the back first to, moto we win. You, so what do you mean fix? You go back to last week. No, he thought he'd fixed his consistency. Oh issue. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we had and this then, comment when we were doing the preview show. Like yeah. Supercross is one thing, but can he do it outdoors? Where it's like he feels the need to go a little more balls to the wall. He has a little more open space. He can, you know, gets loose, can mm-hmm. correct it. But dude, high point yesterday was not his fault. High point yesterday, you could have totally looked in. Yeah, I could see him going one one. Yeah, because I believe had he got the start to second moto, he probably would have won that moto. Maybe. Like, dude, he was clearing away. Faster than everybody else. He was really good that first moto. He was really good. I didn't think he was going to hunt Deegan I mean, back what was down. It, what was it? Was it two years ago? or Two years ago. Where he did the same thing where he just was gone. Yeah. And then the chain broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was two years ago because that was yeah, when Jalik so. went 1-3 yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Look, RJ keeps proving that when he gets starts, he can beat all these dudes. Mm-hmm. And yesterday was not his fault. The second moto, dude, just bad luck, whatever. And it's not even like he got a bad start. Like, Because if he would have got a mid-pack start, he'd be like, well, it's just a start with shit. He got a good start. It was just out of his control. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a real good possibility. Had that not happened, he would have been in top three coming out of that second turn. He might have made Hunter's day real fucking tough. He still has cost himself too many points in these first few rounds here. Yeah, I mean, so. but, he's, but he's third in the points. And here's the thing. He's third in the points. He's, what, 15 back of Deegan because I think it's 36 and 51. 15, pack of, 15 back of Deegan. I mean, dude, RJ could go get second in the points and have his best season ever by getting second in Supercross and second in outdoor points, mm-hmm. and I look at that as a win for him. Because here's the thing. He's already gotten more wins this year than he ever has, moto-wise, yeah. outdoors mm-hmm. in the same season. Because I, I think he's only ever gotten one in each season. Is that it? Well, he's, no, he's won, more, he's won more than one moto, but I'm saying I don't think he's ever gotten two moto wins in a season. Oh, okay. So, because remember for a while, he was, it always happened, would, would happen at Bud's Creek. And yeah. So, he's already doing better. It's just, yes, he still made mistakes. But, dude, you give him two starts, he might be the first guy to go 1-1. Yeah, I'm not saying that he can't do that with two starts. But, again, I don't think he gets two starts. At least not at this point. He hasn't proved to me that he can do it. Well, yesterday he was on track, and then some bullshit happened, and well, that yeah. wasn't his fault. So, I'll give him a pass for yesterday. Mm. That second moto start, stack up was not his fault. I think that uh, that crash he had too. He just found a soft spot by accident. Well, I mean, look what Jet did. Same, yeah. almost almost the exact same thing. Um, all right, so now we're going to get into our Isaac Nelson Designs Deegan Danger Zone section. This is where we wrap up Hayden Deegan's high point finishes here. Mm-hmm. So he went uh, two six for third. Got RJ. Got RJ. <laughs> look, RJ was gonna dude. He was holding her wide. Our, popped dude, out of the rut, wheeling, and he's like, "I'm gonna off the pegs." He's like, "I'm gonna fucking." Like, oh my god! Oh, dude, because oh he god. really wanted to make that inside line work, and he's he like, did. "Look, he pivoted out, wheeling <laughs> that back end, just squatted, and he's like, i 'I'm gonna hold it wide open, and I'm gonna run this kid into the rut.'" I did. You think when we got on the podium there that Deegan was gonna say something about how that went, or um, did so? Did you watch the press conference? I did not. Somebody was saying that Deegan was emotional in the press conference, like he almost started crying. I don't, I don't watch the know. press conference, so like, now I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, and I don't know. This is just what I had heard. Um, oh boy! But oh apparently, boy. we're like, definitely getting comments now. <laughs> uh, good, good. We're we're gonna go into we're gonna go into the whole comment thing and the people with Deegan. Um, oh boy. look, Deegan had a great first moto. 
was never going to beat RJ. Like, yeah. look, you may have said that you didn't think he was going to catch him. There was no point, even when RJ like made that mistake with two laps to go or whatever, and he dropped back four seconds. I'm like, dude, the whole up until he crashed, he was he was gapping Deegan every lap. He was making up too much time. He was doing what he always did. He was bombing the downhill when you drop down off that little uh, speed single, and then you come down, come back up before the finish. He had that nice line on the outside where he was literally staying all the way to the outside edge, staying out of the square edges. I was like, the only way RJ's not winning this moto is if he crashes again. Because yeah. he, 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 he was too much faster than Deegan up until he crashed for me not to believe that he wasn't going to catch and pass him again. I'll be honest. I'm impressed with how good Deegan was that first moto because you look at like that track and like last week at Thunder Valley. Those are not Deegan style tracks. Deegan is wide open, but the softness slam though slam it helped. into the berm the and s- fucking rip it. But he's not. I don't look the at first him as. Moto, though. I don't look at him as quite that technical with the ruts. Well, like here's that. the thing though. Second moto ruts were starting to dry up, get a bit harder. You couldn't mm-hmm. cross, what, bounce out, and you know pivot yeah. out and kind of you know take away some of the mistake. First moto, it was soft, hold it wide open. You blew a rut, mm-hmm. pivoted out of corner. You could just hold it wide open, clutch it a little bit. Second moto, rut started to harden up a little bit, kind of like Thunder Valley. You, uh, it exacerbated your mistake a little bit yeah. if you, you know, cross rutted or whatever. So he made it up to six. Look, Deegan had a great day. Rode really well that first moto. Um, I think, but he's, he, I think he's gonna be good at Southwick, dude, because he's gonna be able to just lay that thing. I wide mean, he's open. there. We'll see. We'll see. I mean. You got some sand guys there that... I'm just saying, I look at his riding style, and here come the comments, so please comment below, all you Deegan guys who are going to hate this. He is not a technical rider like that. He's like, not precise. He's not yeah, precise. not precise and technical. He's he's ram it in there, drop the clutch, bounce off the I mean, berm dude, on the outside. When he was like, coming back into the first turn. Yeah. He was fucking second gear over rev going back across the first turn. Yeah, and like You could hear he wasn't shifting. He's like, I'm going to get every inch out of this out yeah. of RPM. And like, and like Redbud, okay, that'll be good for him. Well, Millville, yeah. that'll be good for him. Southwick, I think that'll be good for him. Washougal's going to be a... Washougal might be sketchy. Washougal, Unadilla. Yeah. Unadilla. So. so, look, hey, road road good. Second in the points. Um, he's having a banner year, dude. Like, he's having a really, he's having a really, really, really good year, but, uh, and here, and this is where we're going to, for oh, me, Oh boy, here we go. Um, I don't like the fact that RC had to say on multiple times yesterday. Oh yeah, man. Wait till his next year. Like this is his learning year. Well, we know that Deegan said he wants to try to win this outdoor title. Yeah. And if you noticed how the comment, like he made it, he had an interview yesterday. I don't know when it was, but he's like, yeah, you know, Learning a little bit, trying to go further into next year. Like this is, you know, we're building or whatever the bike setup. You're kind of contradicting yourself, bud. You kind of already told your mechanic that you want to win this title and you yeah. want to be in it. And now because you have a bad round at and and I'll say bad round in relative terms because he still had a good round at Thunder Valley. Yeah. Um. Now your your tune's changing a little bit, and and I'm gonna say this because I didn't get to talk on the Thunder Valley for all you morons. Oh they boy. actually believe that oh Hayden boy. Deegan was not trying to be hold up Hunter and this cross, you know, cross oh, jump in. These, these comments were great. I'm like, dude, like anybody that doesn't believe what Deegan was doing was unnecessary. <laughs> you've never thrown a leg over a dirt bike, and you're only saying that because you've never actually had someone fucking cross jump you before. Go ride a motocross track 
for once because I know a lot of you Deegan fans don't ride. The best the best comment of that whole thing was, "Well, that's the way the rut went up the face." Ruts and don't I'm like, ruts no. don't ruts don't weave in and out down a straightaway. Like the, the rut the ruts up the fucking the the rut up the face. He did not go in a rut up that face that hooked a right. Yeah, and I'm and I'm also sorry to say I didn't really see anybody else like cross it over rolling up the faces no. and shit. Nobody started on the right side of the pocket and ended up on the left side going up. That was a real Deegan and, person. Yeah, and and it's like, dude. The only time you start looking over and you start cross jumping people and you start going outside to in, inside to out, going especially down through transitions, it's because you know you don't actually have the pace to move forward. Anybody that looks back, mm-hmm. you're you're doing you're you're riding dirty. You're doing whatever you can to stay in front of said person behind you because you know you can't just walk away from them. So I'm gonna ride a wide bike, kind of like what Jalik did that second moto at Hangtown. He started to drop off speed wise. He knew, hey, I gotta ride a wide bike. Yeah, but I have a real issue with you people actually believing that Hayden Deegan. That's not who Hayden Deegan is. And I agree. And I agree with JT wholeheartedly. He's way too good to ride like that. He is. He's way too good. Like JT said, look, dude, Hunter's going to pass you. No matter what, I'm sorry to tell you at this point, Hunter's going to pass mm-hmm. you. Let him pass. Not let him. Just allow it to happen naturally like it's going to. Go the inside. He'll go the outside. Whatever. However, whatever line you want to run, he'll go the opposite and he'll pass you. Tuck in find lines with him this is how you're gonna learn which is what you're trying to do which is awesome but like doing the dumb shit that do was happening like just don't do it don't you're do too it. Don't you're do too good for that to and get it, branded with that and if any of you don't believe that hunter would go for blood you're also a moron too oh i got watch, told, i got told that he, because he watch wasn't what he did really to, trying to hit watch him. what he did to my boy nate thrasher daytona he will tee you up and he has no problem with it he does not care who you are do you think he do you think he was trying to do that there in that corner oh i think he was definitely going he was for the aiming front for that front now wheel. i don't think that he was going to saw it off because had he had to saw it off he yeah. would have blew the rut and it would have stalled his own momentum but he was definitely going to run it in on him and had hayden not checked up like he did mm-hmm. he he was taking deegan over that rut yep and i'm i'm just sorry to say like Deegan doesn't want to play those games with Hunter this no. year. Like Hunter is not all about that. He will put you on the ground. I said this. He last did it week. to Nate. If he looks at you like a threat and he mm-hmm. thinks you're going to ride like that, he he'll put you oh, over. He the knows he's going to ride like that. You heard the press conference, and I right? like how everybody the, was like, "Oh, like Hunter seemed, yeah, yeah." Hunter's like, "Oh, but he was talking. He was like commending him at Detroit." And I'm like, "He wasn't commending him at Detroit. He was just saying, oh, this is how he rides.'" But I think it's funny when you have somebody as established like Hunter, yeah, that'll make the comment that we all. Have been trying to say, which is this is how he this rides. is who Deegan is. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say about Deegan before I wrap this up because I'm just waiting for the comments, waiting for him. Don't Loving. worry, they're coming. Loving. Um, I just want to wonder what all of you people that keep saying in the comments, you can't wait to see us at a track. Then what? Like, what? Are you, what are you going to do to us? Uh, I guess you? I miss those. Oh, there's people that have been like, oh, I'd love to see him at a mo- the, the Deegan fans. Uh. Oh, I'd love to see him at a track. Saying about us. Uh, well, what, that, are you, what are you guys going to do when you see it as a track? That happens, too. Yeah. So, like, look. It's okay. Calm yourselves down. Just tone her back a little bit. And just God, pay Jesus, attention. Jesus, children. Yeah. <laughs> like Family, man. Like, yeah. Just just calm down a little bit. Just chill Take out. Take a deep breath. We're just spewing forth opinions here. And we respect the way Deegan's riding, but we're just saying he needs to tone, a little back, tone it back a little bit. He's in second in the point, and He's, in second he's in doing the point. well. He's doing well. Did he prove us wrong? Yeah, he did. But some of you guys, your <laughs> fandom we is... We gotta really tone this back. Your fandom is is overboard. It's overboard. So, just take it down a notch. All take right. it down a notch. Let's get through this, because we've been doing this a long time now. Uh, so, Joe Schmoda goes 7-3 for fourth overall. Um, Are you surprised that he just hasn't had it, some of these motos? He's over that bike. 
Well, I mean, he's, he's, ready to go o- Honda. he's over that bike. I just it, it's real. And uh, it's really weird to me that there's some motos where he's got it. And there's just other motos where it's like he just like when Hunter passed him. I was like, oh, Joel will latch on to him and he'll try to follow him. He probably may won't follow him through the pack, but he can, yeah. you know, focus on running that pace. And Hunter just leaves him. He's, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Everything I'm hearing, he's over that bike. Well, you know, he's going to a good bike next year. Yeah, so. I'd be interested if we see Nick at Redbud. I should be like, we should talk to him and see, be like, hey, off the record here. Because it's weird because there's been motos where speed has been there. He's so got, it's definitely got to be just a, it's 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 completely. I mean, it always is, but it's definitely got to be just comfortability. Mm-hmm. Like, but well, hey, we are going to where he got his first overall last year. Well, Mathis asked him something. Uh, I don't remember if it was about the bike or something like that, and he dodged the question. Yeah, he went. He went. I don't want to talk about it. Well, we are going. We are going to Redbud. Yeah, and he's got some good juju. That's we'll where see. he got his overall last year. So, uh, Tom Vial goes eleven two for fifth overall. Hey man, that second moto really fucking good. It was really good, especially considering I'm gonna assume I don't know this for certain. So maybe I'm gonna be wrong. I assume he probably didn't f it all do much riding and training this week with how bad Sc- that wrist scale was. of one to ten how have these first four gone with 10 being like oh my god this is exactly what i thought and a one being like holy shit this is a disaster scale of one to ten how have these first four gone for him do you think in your opinion well and and here's the thing and i'm gonna be i'm gonna, I'm gonna be objective about this um you look at the first two rounds seven three we kind of all like he's getting the shit figured out the second motos his speed has been there thunder valley was just disastrous but once again like Part of it was not his fault. It was bad from Jump Street. Like, that first turn crash was, I mean, it took out another one of my favorites, Guillaume Ferez. Yeah. Like, that that was bad. That was really, really bad. Not his fault. Whatever. Yeah, I saw a picture of his arm hanging today. Guillaume? And I was like, yeah. I was dude, like, I'm s- I feel so bad for that kid. Like, dude, he was going to have a good rest of the year. Yep. So I really also just hope this doesn't set him back for getting ready for Supercross next year. Yep. Um. So Thunder Valley take out. And, hey, man, second moto, when he got into second, he was closing on Hunter, and then I'm just assumed that maybe his cardio failed him, maybe the wrist got tight. But, hey, he was inching up on Hunter. Like, he was closing the gap, and then, you know, it dropped back a little bit. That's fine. Um, I would say, hearing his comments and uh, the things that he said about the qualifying system and the bike and the tracks, right now I'm just going to be in the middle. I'm going to give him a five. I'm going to give him a five. I'm going to go with a four. I don't think this has gone anywhere remotely close to where he wanted to be. I honestly, yeah, I mean, it's it's slightly underwhelming. He's had sparks, but it's a bit underwhelming. It just proves, like, how good our guys are who go well, from Supercross to outdoors. Well, maybe, maybe. You, I mean, don't think, you don't think him riding Supercross for the last six months has had anything to do with his well, for him, suffering here? for him, for him, yes, because he's never ridden Supercross. Yeah, but I'm just because I've seen in a lot of the comments that people are like, well, you know, that just proves how good our guys are, or whatever. I, I mean, does I'm more it? saying how good our guys are at transitioning between the two. Well, yeah, but you also got to think Tom's never ridden Supercross up until this point. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'll go in the middle. I just think five, like because every second moto he's had this year has been better than the first, and now he goes and gets a set. His his win's coming soon. His yeah. he's getting a moto win soon. It might be at Redbud. It might be at Southwick. He's also really good in the sand. Uh what he's like eight in the points. Um know, he's gonna like be that. look. Had Thunder Valley not happened and just gone how the first two rounds did, dude, he'd be what? He'd be third he'd be third or fourth in the points still right now. So Probably, yeah. you got you gotta look at it as once again, how I just said, with in a broad scope of things, yeah. you got to look at it from round by round. And had Thunder Valley just been at like the first two rounds, kind of like with Hunter, like you'd have to assume it probably would have gone that way. Yep. Um, he'd be third or fourth in the points right now. So, mm-hmm. 
that wouldn't be bad, right? No. So That'd be okay. You, you just got to look at it, and he's going to get Omoto win soon. I'm telling you, you he gets a start. He's going to be fine. Did I think he's going to win the title? Yeah, but hey, shit happens. He's going to be really good next year. He's. I think the season's still going to go fine. So you get started some of these more fast-paced tracks. Because I think the opposite. Everybody's like, you start going to some of these, uh, you know, um, like American series is more fast-paced than the GPs. No, mm-hmm. it's not. No, it's not. Like the GP tracks are way more wide open than our tracks are. Mm-hmm. So it's the technical shit. I don't study it that close to know. So, so I think you start going Redbud, Millville, Southwick. Like, yeah. we know he's, let's be real, he's probably going to be really good at Unadilla. Yeah. Um, so, no, I think he's fine. And do the second, hey. This is best moto so far yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, And he walked away from third. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the moto, I think that just was he probably didn't ride this week. Yeah. So now he got to have another two weeks off. He's going to be fine. <sighs> All right. Hymas goes 8-5 for six. He's had a, a, a sneaky good rookie year here. Do you believe had Hayden Deegan not been in the class this year, we'd be talking way more about Chance Probably, Hymas. yes. And I fully believe that second moto, when he dropped back, had everything to do with the fact of, holy shit, I'm out front, and I yeah. think he just got tight. Yeah, he he will be on the box more coming as the season goes on. Here, I think he's going to be really good at Washington, especially as he if he gets once because when he gets starts, like he's really good. So, um, Ryder D goes five eight for seventh. First motor, really good. Yeah, I think. I mean, this is just where I think he slots in. So it's still not su- it's not a terrible rookie year. Still surprising that RV works with him though. I don't know what the deal with that is. More surprising, RV working with him or Rhino working with Fortner. <laughs> RV working with anyone. Did you hear that RV jumped... Rhino doesn't have any money. Did you hear that RV jumped on his bike one day at the track with everybody and in tennis shoes and a helmet went like two seconds a lap faster than everybody does on, some, really, on some sand track? Does that really shock you? No. So it's I mean, up. a little bit. It's Ronville. He's been retired for Look, he's the fastest years. retired person on the planet. <laughs> Best retired rider ever. It's fucking Ronville Poto. Uh, Jalik Swole goes 4'11 for 8th. Good the first moto. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's, uh, he likes he likes high point. We'll I'm see. pissed. I missed putting him on my fantasy team. We'll see what happens at Redbud. I was shooting from the hip because the fucking AMA couldn't get the times mm-hmm. uploaded from practice. Uh, Kitchen goes 12-4 for ninth. Totally which is, a confidence thing in these motos because, dude, when he does not get a start, he is dookie butt. He doesn't like high point. Did you see his qualifying? It's like 32nd. That's what I mean. But here's the thing. It's not just high point, though. It's happened every moto. He hasn't got a start yeah, this year. Yeah, he's he is he is totally he's start. A, he's another one that's just out on that bike. I think at this point, which is the weirdest thing to think because it's like you're going from the best 250 to arguably the bike that's been. He's going pro circuit, man. It's fine. Is it is it going to be fine? It's really? going to be fine. Is it going to be fine? It's going to be fine. Is it going to be fine? It's going to be, be a new team, new me. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Max Volan goes six twelve for tenth. What in the hell? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm. He's inter- over the bike. He's over the bike. I'm interested to see. I'm what getting. The, I'm getting so sick and tired. Everybody's like, I'm over the bike. I'm I, over the bike. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is, man. I don't know that he's over. He, he's not one that I'm sure. At, no one knows what's going on with him. Maximus is very secretive. I think it has all to do with his dad and his uncle. Yeah. Um. Caden Braswell, nine thirteen for eleven. Not bad. Equally impressive. I mean, good sportsmanship in qualifying. Picked the bike up off Ryder D yeah, when um, he was trapped, so that's good. Pretty shocked that he's doing as well as he on the two fifty with his big ass. We'll see what happens here with this gas gas ride. Because I don't think he's on the team after outdoors. He's basically just here as a fill in, which is weird because we all kind of assume we know Ryder D's going there. Yeah, but. I don't know. We'll see. I think yeah. I think if he keeps doing that, I think he can get himself a, a contract. Yep. 
Uh, Dylan Schwartz goes 14-9 for 12. Don't know what has happened to Dylan Schwartz. Who knows? He was riding World Supercross, then he wasn't, and now he's doing outdoors, and then he wasn't. And he was on the hat team, and now he's on the bar team, and now he's on bar X. They said uh, the joke they made on the Pulp Review was like, these Suzuki guys are like plug and play just wherever they need them for the time being. It's the weirdest thing. And them getting sponsored by fucking Toyota Highlands? Like, what? That's I don't your, know. That's your, that's your main sponsor? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Jordan Smith, 15-10 for 13th. Just bad starts. I mean, he proved to Thunder Valley what happens when he gets a good start. Yeah. So, I mean, the speed is there. That's not a question. And it's it's it it's like we said. This is such a start-dependent class. Yeah. Because he was awesome at Thunder Valley. Doesn't get a start. Kind of hard to work your way up in this group. No? Is he back at star next year? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Preston Kilroy goes 10-15 for 14th. That 10th was really good for club on the 250 there. Yeah, considering, you know. Uh, how the rest of their years go? Yep, Talon Hawkins, thirteen, fourteen for fifteenth. I don't really know what to say about Hawkins. I, I mean, mean, dude, he got thrown into Supercross without really meaning to do it. He was supposed to go pro for the outdoors, so now you're looking at you, you, you wore him out essentially in Supercross. And so here's my question for you. Well, I'll wait till we're done with the two fifty group. All right, uh, Derek Kelly goes sixteen, sixteen for sixteenth, which I mean, is, not bad. I heard he's hurt, but nobody really knows. Shh, doesn't so. shock me. Uh, Chase Yenser seventeen, seventeen for seventeenth. That's a good one. I had him on fantasy. Local high point, local Pennsylvania kid. Yeah, I had him. I had him for fantasy. Uh, Slade Smith nineteen, eighteen for eighteenth. Maxwell Samford eighteen, nineteen for nineteenth, and Mitchell Zaremba. Mitchell Zaremba. Yeah, uh, twenty four, twenty for twentieth. Heartbreak for Maddie Jorgensen. Yeah. Uh, Rody Schroyer, shout out, Michigan's own. Uh, yeah, Roddy Schroyer. 20, uh, 2730 for 28th. Uh, Jer- <laughs> Jerry Lorenz. <laughs> uh, it's weird because it's got his full name on here. Gerald, Gerald Lorenz the third. third. Yeah. Uh, 3137 for 34th. And, yeah, that looks pretty much it. Yeah, Matty uh, Jorgensen. Jorgensen. Yep. Tough, tough deal for him there. Um, let's see here. Was there anybody else? I don't remember. Nope, that's it. Okay. Yep, that's it. So that's been your 250 class brought to you by Adept Creative Co. There. Comment down. Comment in your, comment your Deegan comments. Your Deegan comments. Your Deegan comments Can't wait are to hear coming. Them. Oh. Probably be like a thousand of them. Oh, baby. I love it. God, I love it. Because I don't really care YouTube about YouTube algorithms. So. I don't really care about it. All right. Comments. Anything else you want to touch on All right, quick? Because so I got to go eat. I'm starving. Deegan, Hawkins, Hymas, Braswell. Take Deegan out of it. Probably take Hymas out of it. So we know Juju. We know Dax. We know Phineas. Those are going to be the three that are probably going to be the, the bigger names coming out of the amateurs after Loretta's. Sure. Um, do we expect those three outdoors for the last three rounds to be better than Hawkins, Braswell. I'll be real honest. I got to watch the Red Bud Combine before, because I don't know anything about these kids riding outdoors. Well, you know other about, than, other you know than about basically Benick. You know about Benick. But so. Benick was suit, but I have bias too, because he was really good in Supercross. So I look at it as like, well, yeah, he's going to be really good, but who the fuck knows? So I'm going to wait till we see the Combine. Ask me this question after Red Bud. Okay. Because I'm just, I'm really curious to see what. Uh, I want to see these kids ride in person. Well, I've already seen Benick and Juju ride quite a bit, and they're very good. I don't know about the rest of the group. Benick is good, but again, I have recency bias because of Supercross. So, like I said, ask me this same question after Red Bud, and then we'll talk about it. So, yeah, Red Bud, two weeks. Uh, We get Hammaker back. Who knows on the 450s? I don't fucking know. I don't really know what Hammaker's going to do because I don't know how healthy he is. Do we see a Jason Anderson sighting before the year's over? (laughs) That's funny. Ah. I don't think so either. Uh, (laughs) Oh, uh, (laughs) 
Did you see that Matt LeBlanc played a joke on everybody uh, on Instagram or whatever? And no. he was ta- he put something that had to do with Triumph, and he's like, "Huh, Triumph 2024?" Question mark. <laughs> he's fucking around with people because they're like, "Oh, you guys are looking for a rider," and then somebody goes, ah, "Matt LeBlanc ain't riding anymore." Yeah, he's not coming back to race. Sold his Honda too. Or yeah, he, he ain't racing ever again, probably. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, it's this is such a such a weird year. As far it's going as, great. Everything's going great. Racing has been good. That's yeah. the thing. Like racing's been really good. Um, we got to get some of these 450 dudes back though, because look, I love watching Jet Ride. I love watching these battles. I love to see that Dylan's getting better. But it's getting to the point though that it's it's just it's rough. I, it's weird. Really awesome for Ty Masterpool and Grant Harlan and all these dudes and Derek mm-hmm. Drake. But it is just getting to the point that it's very odd to see. A bunch of privateers battling with like the fourth and fifth factory, dude. Yeah, we yeah. got to get some of these guys back. Yep. So, all right. Well, this has been episode two forty two of the Moto Aftermath Show. Thanks to our sponsors, Complete Racing Solutions, TLR Coatings, Holster Co, Gutterworks, Adept Creative Co, and Isaac Nelson Designs. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Make sure to share with your friends here. Make sure to comment down below with your Deegan insights. And uh, <laughs> we are. That's funny. Yeah, we're off next week. We will be back in a couple of weeks with uh, with Redbud stuff. Look out for Redbud content because we'll be there. If you see us there, make sure to come up and say hi, even if you don't agree with what we have to say. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back with a full full blown Redbud show here after this. So thanks everybody for tuning in. See you all next week.